0: hello and welcome to real talk episode 62 i'm here with my lovely co-host as always cameron and tyler george sadly isn't with us today um he's been a little bit busy we have quite a packed episode especially with new releases this week's been a big new release week we've got hunger games songs of ballad and snakes is that close, right close <laughs> there was like a jumble oh, it's a ballad
1: of songbirds and snakes yeah, yeah you had all the right yeah, components yeah, you were there the i was just
0: i need to make it up a little bit yeah. you were there. uh saltburn uh, thanksgiving and may december and then we also have some good news and a lot of trailers this week as well. So lots to touch on there. Um, as usual, if you haven't checked out our Patreon, do so below. We have a lot of benefits to offer. And there's a lot you can get involved in, such as recommending us drafts, recommending us films, uh, speaking to us on our Discord. Check out all the links below. And obviously, thank you for all your support on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Before we get into everything today, I'm going to uh, check in on on the boys. Tyler, how has your week been?
1: Yeah, it's been a solid week. Um... Yeah, it's been a packed week for movies, like you said, like with a ton of news and releases. But the weird thing is, the strike recently ended, but like none of these movies were like delayed because of the strike. Like I feel like these all for a while now were planned to all come out the same weekend, which is crazy because there's just so much new stuff in, in theaters right now. Yeah, and you have Napoleon about to come out, so honestly since like barbenheimer there's probably the best week of the year to like go to the theater in terms of just there's stuff for everyone right now in theaters. yeah, yeah like literally everyone like even like troll the new trolls movie came out so there's like a new kids movie so huge like, week for, lit- my, niece. Huge yeah, week for yeah. my niece any literally anyone can go to the theater and find something new that's pretty awesome because like i've been seeing a lot of these new releases and i'm rating them all like really highly so i'm like getting really impressed with all these stuff um but the week's been good i'm going to austin texas this week to check out some wedding venues so leaving on tuesday flying in there so for people not familiar with the geography of like texas i'm flying into austin we're staying there a couple days and then we're driving up to dallas to spend thanksgiving and flying out of there because that's where riley's family is that's like a three-hour drive so we're flying into austin driving up to dallas um so since we're leaving on tuesday for that got a lot of stuff today because today's sunday Mm and tomorrow monday just to Wrap up work wise, real talk wise. Obviously, you know me. I'm gonna try and prep a bunch of TikToks as well. So, it's gonna be really hectic next couple of days, but uh, it should be fun to kind of go on a little vacation. And traveling is always fun, but hectic because it kind of just like throws a wrench in your schedule. But this week itself's been uh been solid. Been a little rainy here, which is really annoying because my backyard has like some dirt in it. So like been just having to spray off the dogs with hoses pretty much every time. That, I-, I love rain, but I hate that now, like, letting my dogs do a simple thing, like, just go potty, like, requires yeah. hosing them down, which, like, obviously they're not a fan of, and then drying them and making sure they don't track it all over the house, so I'm getting tired of that, but I love the rain part, but, yeah, been a good week, been happy with a lot of the movies I've been watching, so I'm excited to talk about these new releases and some movie news and chat with the boys.
2: What, nice. What's the weather Cameron? there, Tyler? What's the weather? What's what? What's the weather there, weather. like, like uh, temperature, how hot is it?
1: Um, I'll get like an official reading. So it's, it's, it's getting to where it's like more manageable. Like it's like 75 every day. So definitely not like hot. Have I told
2: you I'll be in Phoenix in February? I think.
1: No, but we got to link up. Are you coming for work? Or? I don't know
2: if I'll have time. It's for a, a friend's bachelor party, but uh, I will, yeah, I will say hi if I have time. Are you going to the
1: waste management open for it?
2: No. That, um, uh, it's a President's Day weekend, I think. So it's a long weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, um, I, I don't. I'll try to. I'll try to. I think I'm gonna try to fly in Friday morning. So maybe if I have like, you know, time then again, or nope. other people get there, uh, I'll come say hi. Um, yeah,
1: let yeah. me know. Also, yeah. Seth, I got the monster gang. I think it was the same one you got when you got that pre- mid show delivery, no, the, the ultra peachy keen. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the yeah. ultra peachy keen.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had, I've had like two monsters this week. By the way, no, that's nice. crazy. Oh, wow. So I shout out my my friend's brand, kyber So people put in my story, but it's like uh caffeine free energy so nootropics
2: D- is it is i it, haven't
0: even it know- work. yeah but well, i mean i haven't really noticed the difference i think it's just like the the habit of it you know like mm-hmm. smokers for example smokers often mm-hmm. aren't even addicted to the to the nicotine it's actually just doing that all the time because it becomes like a habit mm-hmm. and then you, you introduce like a vape or whatever and it's just something to do with their hands mm-hmm. i think like, one of those things I, I feel pretty good like i've not even had i had like coffee two of the days but there's been like three days this week where I've had like zero caffeine. And that must be like the first for me in five years. I mean, you're still getting wow. the
2: energy though, right? From the, how much sugars in that? Nothing. None. Oh, geez. So
1: it's it's just like completely... nootropics and vitamin B12 or something or.
0: Exactly that. Yeah. Uh, and I thought I would have these massive crashes. Anyone who drinks like coffee every day or like energy, you have these, you know, like I'm sure you've had it before, you've not had a coffee and you get like these headaches. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And all it's the time. Horrible. Yeah, so I'm surprised I didn't have that. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Cam, how's was, how's was your week been?
2: Week week was kind of eh. This week, I uh I told you guys my like work laptop got stolen. Um, yeah. And then I went to the police. So you can't file a police report over the phone apparently. So I have to file a police report for it. I went to the location that it was stolen to file a police report, and this is like an hour away from me. Um, because we were at my wife's grandparents' house. And they were closed on Saturday. And so that's kind of mm. fucked up. So now I'm just like, I'm a week behind and I'm like, shit, I'm going to get like yelled at at work. Probably won't. but like, How does that work? Do they
1: just, do, is all your files like saved in like the shared files? Everything. You don't lose stuff? That? Not yeah, That's the way I am though. too. They're I, always like, oh, if you lose your computer, like you yeah, have it all saved. And I'm like, if I was good with my file management, I'll save it. I'm not folder. great
2: with it. Luckily I started this new job. Like, it probably started it like two months ago. Um, and so I don't have a whole lot. I'm still like in the learning. So I didn't lose a ton from my like mm-hmm. new job. And then my old stuff I did have saved on a on a shared file just so I could like give it to the person who was coming in after me. So that, that works out a little bit. Um, but just annoying, you know, having to get like everything. And they're not going to get anything from it. Like I don't have <laughs> anything on there and it's password protected and all that. Yeah, it's just annoying. Um, and then... Tuesday night, was we we were supposed to record the sunshine um, Mm. real quick, which uh, you and George did still. Um, We went to my parents' house. It was my mom's birthday last Friday, I think I said. So we went to her house on Tuesday um, uh, for Taco Tuesday, which we do. We see our niece, all that jazz. And I shut the door uh, to Emma's car, and then I tried to get back in. She's like, (laughs) I locked it. And I was like, okay can you unlock it? No. She's like, I locked it. That's it. I'm like, what do you mean? That's it. And she's like, the keys are in the car. It's locked. I didn't realize why I don't know what I was thinking or whatever. And I was like, all right. So we locked our keys in the car. We're at my parents' house. Um, and then had to go back to like our house, get the spare drive back. And then yeah, it's just a, a whole thing, which it, it was fine. It was not a big deal, but I was like, ah, oh, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not going to be able to make it now. Cause <laughs> just added a, another like hour to the night um so sorry about that but i watched sunshine i enjoyed it other than that easy week is just a long week of things not going right i feel like but (laughs) lots of good things upcoming we got thanksgiving i don't seth not celebrating obviously but but tyler i think you said you were going to riley's parents that's always Mm -hmm. good i'm taking i'm off after tuesday so just monday and then a, a half day on tuesday so i'm excited to have some time off work that'll be that'll be nice
0: here's a question let's go in uh in the old us of a yeah is do do pretty much everyone does
2: pretty much everyone celebrate thanksgiving is it like a holiday where it's not like a religious thing but it's also i know it's, I it's not a religious think, thing but it's like also like i don't know i i think pe- most people celebrate it mm-hmm. yeah like i'd say I don't, it, I don't more, more people America celebrate it percentage-wise yeah, yeah, yeah. than
1: probably christmas i'd say
2: let's see well, yeah, it makes sense, doesn't yeah. But yeah, it's
1: it, pretty much everyone celebrates Thanksgiving. There's a couple people that don't, but...
2: I mean, yeah, it's also... Thanksgiving is a national holiday. Yeah, it looks like most people in the country celebrate. Like, there's no reason not to celebrate it other than, like, you know, the fact that it's not a great holiday, just what it was... It, it's all about, like... Mm-hmm. It, now it's just, like, giving thanks, but... you know, you Right. Like the, yeah. Yeah, not a great holiday whatever sense. makes sense
0: uh as far as my week very boring i didn't actually manage to see the holdovers thank you campfire that to the rundown i completely forgot about that yeah 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 um i i was really annoyed actually i got an email yesterday saying that that, uh this film festival near me had a ticket a spare ticket to see um a zone of interest which is one i'm really really excited (laughs) for couldn't go because it was really late notice that was quite annoying uh really just crazy busy week very stressful pretty ill at the moment. Not like ill, just like, a bit like cold. It's got really cold recently, so I've got like block nose, just feel a bit like achy and stuff like that. Not like anything bad, but just a bit annoying really. Um, but just a really, really busy week, all things. Watched a few films, not as much as usual, uh, but that'll kind of lead us nicely onto what I'm going to go over first before the reviews as usual. What has everyone been watching this week? Cameron, what have you watched?
2: Oh man, uh, so I mentioned Sunshine. Um, I watched the holdovers, which we'll talk about. I watched, did you
0: uh, see that in cinema? You did, didn't you?
2: Uh, wait,
1: you did watch the holdovers? Where you, yeah, didn't, did. oh, you didn't log it? No, oh.
2: I logged it last night.
1: Oh,
2: I logged it last I, night. I, I, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, never mind. Sorry, I, I missed what it. What did you think?
2: Uh, I really enjoyed it. We'll talk, we'll talk it in a bit. Um, I watched the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> There's a new like HBO Max, uh, DC movie, Justice League War World, which I watched. It just, um, wasn't very good but it was a 2023 release and it was a like dc movie obviously i was gonna watch it but it just is it
1: that was, still like pre james gunn dc it, au or yeah, whatever yeah it's just okay.
2: like animated it's off it's not uh not james gunn um it was weird it it was like uh so i don't even know to describe it to you guys but war world is like this big like planet size like base and then they were like using Martian Manhunter to inject like fake thoughts into Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman's mind. So like half the movie is just them like in different timelines where they're like in the wild, wild West or they there and they don't know what's going on. And it's such a, I, I always, I don't like like memory loss because then when they come back, they're like, I don't know what's going on, but then, you know, they know how to fight or whatever. And it's like, ah, I just, I, I don't care for, it's like, how'd you do that? It's like, I don't know. It's like just killed two people or something. And yeah, I don't know. It was just wasn't very interesting to me. Wasn't, wasn't a fan of it. Um, I mentioned sunshine. We talked that I, yeah, I, I don't think I watched a ton this week. Um, but invincible is great. I know we, we don't have to touch on it since short Did they drop
1: the game. whole season of that or no, so it-
2: it's just episode okay. three. Um, uh, just episode three and then episode four is next week. And then it goes on a break. And then it'll do like five, six, seven, eight in January sometime. So it's like taking a month break, which is kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, nothing, nothing major this week. Light, light week. Had to take break after binging the Harry Potters. <laughs>
0: nice, nice, Tyler.
1: Yeah, ticked off a uh, quite a few movies this week, so it's been a solid week. Watched uh, Sunshine, of course, which we reviewed the other day in the real, real quick episode. Really like Sunshine. I think it was. I think it might be like one of the most underrated sci-fi movies. Cause I'd never ever heard of it at all. And like, What'd I feel like it? I give it a 4.5. I feel yeah. like the title of it doesn't help either. I feel like it's a really generic, like mm-hmm. title that if someone hears sunshine, you're not going to think sci-fi movie with Killian Murphy, Chris Evans, Michelle Yeoh, and like a stacked cast. And that's like kind of dark. Um, Watch logistics the seventy-two minute cut for the oh yeah for I the saw that. for I, I've been making so many TikToks about it I was like I might oh the, the
0: longest film of all time yeah,
1: yeah the the only cut that exists is seventy-two minutes because I, I went they, and found it on YouTube was yeah, that the one on YouTube yeah, yeah yeah they used to have it on like I mean it's like a technical marvel to make them like I don't know how they edited that like I know there's not much editing that went into it but even just to render that big of a
0: render that file yeah That's crazy. it must have it's like PC a super computer it's crazy but,
1: but uh. Because they used to have the full thing on Vimeo for to rent, and then Vimeo is basically like, "This is way too big of a file, guys. Like, we're not going to allow you to have a a five week long movie." on have the good. full
0: thing to rent. Yeah, on. they
1: used to yeah. on like their website you could, but like, there's no what no insane. website will allow them That's to insane. host. So I think there's probably like a copy of it in like the Swedish library where it was like screened but i don't think there's any way to ever like get your hands on a full copy because even printing that on d like how many discs would you need for that like if you had like a dvd <laughs> copy of that I don't know,
0: i've just i've looked at your review i looked at your comments so people thought that you actually watched the fucking 72 hour version that's hilarious. yeah well
1: the pro- i made the i made a typo yeah. on my initial one i'm like watch the 72 hour version they're like you did not watch 70. i'm like 72 minutes Shit, that's my bad just, That's um, so funny. <laughs> i watched marie antoinette uh i'm, I'm still going through uh, sophie coppola's yeah. Filmography. And the more I do, honestly, the more I'm liking Priscilla. Like I actually really really am liking Sophia Coppola as a director. I think she's really great. Uh watched Take Care of Maya, which don't know if you guys saw that Netflix documentary or heard of it, but it's they just had their court case and court settled. It was basically like this girl had a rare disease, uh, went to the hospital, and she needed like ketamine for her disease for the pain of it. It's a very rare d- disease. But she was like 10 at the time. And the doctors thought basically like the parents were abusing her, trying to get drugs out of them by putting her in there. So the the hospital kind of just like kept her hostage for like 90 days and like took her away from the parents, didn't allow her to see them. Um, the mom was like not mentally stable and ended up committing suicide as a result. And just like a big thing where like the hospital just like refused to let this kid go back to their family, even though like like weren't abusing them but they just got settled they won in court they won like 300 million dollars or something from johns hopkins medical center so crazy it's, it's just crazy to me that like if you don't want to be in a hospital you can't just be like i want to leave like they can just like keep you there if they're just like no nah, you're not ready to leave it's like i want to leave like yeah it's just crazy that you can't like choose yourself to like leave
0: or not it is it's cool. weird yeah i always thought that <laughs> And
1: then uh, *Hunger Games* we'll talk about *Murder on the Orient Express*. I rewatched it because I'm going to watch *Haunting on Venice*, and I wanted to like log my whole trilogy. Mean,
2: I'm still uh, halfway through that movie? I don't, *Murder <laughs> I don't on the Orient if I'm Express*. Going back to it. No. The, the the end, Haunting oh, in *Haunting
1: Venice. in Venice*. The ending of *Murder on the Orient Express*. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's like still my like least favorite ending that it It's ever. Awful. It's awful. It's awful. It's terrible. It's such a and cop then, out. Yeah, it's so bad. And then Kenneth Branagh just. If a man's ever had just no juice, it's just kind Kenneth out Like he just no juice as a
0: director. Yeah, hey, I like Belfast. I, Belfast I like Belfast. A yeah,
1: lot. yeah, but I mean when you think Belfast about everything Belfast. else, like Death on the Nile, Murder on the Orange. Have you see
0: uh it's the original Thor. Have you see like, Hamlet from like the nineties, I think it was. That's kinda crazy. No,
1: that one's like a super long long movie. That's crazy.
0: Too. Do you remember he did Artemis Fowler? If you want that they've literally <laughs> shelved that completely now, you can't watch it anywhere jesus like, it was yeah
1: that mod it was crazy but yeah maryland express that was just like an ugly movie because there's so many yeah, shots maybe. of them like on the train and i like didn't realize until rewatched like a look at i was like there's like a really bad green screen of like a mountain yeah. setting. Yeah, um also been talking a ton about the biggest flops of all time on TikTok. so i'm starting to watch some of them so watch john carter i saw like that. a very you... fine very fine movie like it's not bad at all like it's a, it's a very average movie it doesn't but Insanely, like the production design was good. Like I was like, okay, I can see actually where the money went. Like it's what didn't seem like a true laundering scheme, but uh Disney tried the classic: get a guy and a girl as the main leads and just like put them in like no clothes. Just get like a hot guy and hot girl, and put them in no clothes, and hopefully people will watch. Anyone but you
0: D- didn't work out. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. What, like anyone but you too.
0: What kind of flop are we talking right now? Like how about? It's like it? the uh, biggest uh, flop of all. Yeah, it's like the close. biggest.
1: It was like three hundred million dollars or something. Yeah. Like, Jesus
0: Christ! Bad yeah.
1: It, I was like, it was, famously,
2: one of the biggest flops mm-hmm. of all time for a while. Yeah.
1: Taylor Kitsch just does not not make money at the box office. And then uh, we'll talk about the holdovers, Anatomy of Fall. Um, everyone's kind of seen this at different times because it's coming out at weird times. But I thought it was like, it checked every checkbox for like a very good courtroom mystery. I don't think it ever really did anything exceptional, but like everything you'd want out of like a strong courtroom kind of thriller, like it, it, are they guilty or not? Like I feel like it did, but beyond that, not much. Uh, Then the Royal hotel, which was a release from this year with uh, Julia Garner, the, the, I can't remember what her name is, but she's from Ozark. Like what her character name is in Ozark, but uh, uh, I know she's quite popular from that. Um, It it was all right. Watch the
0: first.
1: I watched like the first season and I actually did really like it. I, something just didn't draw me. It's a, go back i think, it.
0: I think I it's know. great honestly There's like,
1: one so, yeah I, I need to give it another shot i love jason bateman too yeah uh, watch the original purge like man that's just like it's such a perfect example of a movie that is such a cool concept but like the execution is so lame like yeah. i love the idea of it like I, they could have done so much more but just like so stupid like so much stuff that happens
0: and the second one's okay the anarchy watch that yeah one. i
1: probably will like it, i don't know yeah i'll probably watch them but I wanted so much more out of that movie. I was disappointed. Right, and Thanksgiving, the spring, we'll talk about
0: every film. Every film. <laughs> yeah, just
1: all disappointing. Yeah. Th- Thanksgiving, May, December, we'll talk about those. And then The Conjuring, which we'll talk about on uh, Friday, which scared the shit out of me. But yeah, that's what I've been yeah. watching.
0: Nice. uh Me this week, I had a pretty low day the other day, so I watched Willy Wonka because that's just like a comfort film. Lovely. Yeah. I rewatched Old Boy, which is great. Comfort I watched film. two. You are. <laughs> A comfort, comfort film, film. Oh boy, yeah, boy. Very, very classic. i watched uh two superhero films this week what'd you watch one batman versus superman dawn of justice
2: oh uh
0: i thought it was okay like i, I didn't oh, i, like I a... never
2: see seth's watches on
0: like, not to
1: be that annoying person but did you watch the ultimate edition
0: the ultimate i did edition yeah but i i i thought it was okay like t- to be honest i kind of had to pause it midway through for like an hour which i hate doing kind of annoys me but
1: I mean that's a long give, movie, the Ultimate Edition.
0: I think it's like three I hours. Three. I give it a three, a three. Yeah, true. So it might, might have helped actually. I give it a three star. It was fine. Like I didn't, I didn't love it, but I, I didn't think it was like a two point four is surprising. I think it was the same with of Steel. Like, well, I don't think that's
2: it, the Ultimate. I, I stand the Ultimate Edition again. Not to be that guy, is much better. The regular cut is is bad. In but nine. it was a three-hour one. It, is it no, I think Cam's saying the the letter average
1: box. letterbox two point four I don't is think, a like, regular letterbox. Wait, is that is a like, different I, one? I the wrong one. Is
0: this two well, different ones? I I actually, know. don't know if they're separate on letterbox. I, I thought they, they were just on. I don't think that they're separate on, on letterbox. They don't usually separate different quotes on letterbox.
2: That's what I'm saying. So I think like they only have the. You're saying people who've what, logged.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So even though it's something like Man of Steel, like I didn't love Man of Steel, but I liked it. So, but it does surprise me that they have such a low average rating. I might have still like a 2.9. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I do think they're pretty, pretty like, good films. Uh, I watched um, Batman Under the Red Hood. Uh, yeah, really? I thought I thought that was really, really good. That's I actually had awesome. a really good film with that. I thought it was uh, exciting. I think these, like, I've only seen two animated Batman films now, and that was that and uh, The Mask of Phantasm. Yeah, they're great. They explore Batman's complexity as a character so well in like 70 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're among like, in my opinion, probably the top, probably both of them like, might maybe, maybe like the top five, six Batman films ever, I think. I think for that, me.
2: I think that's my number one animated Batman movie. I gotta go. Like, oh, do you have that
0: over Mask of the Phantasm? That's kind I of surprising. Do,
2: yeah. Okay. It's yeah, my, I it was, it's, it's really good. That's uh, my third Batman
0: movie. Oh, nice. Uh, I thought that was really, really good. Really enjoyed it. Nice. Uh we watched the uh, Universe Monster movie, I watched uh, Saltburn, which I'll touch on as well. Um that's kind of about it this week there wasn't anything crazy like i feel like i'd be really busy um so we can kind of switch over to the movie reviews. One, uh, I think the one, biggest
2: sorry real cool. one movie i forgot because i watched it in between the uh episode last week and then our harry potter i watched 17 again for the first time ever i didn't hate it it was kind of funny which one's that uh, It's the one um with Matthew Perry and then he becomes a kid and it's Zac Efron. Oh <laughs> so, God. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I kind of liked it. That's your right um, but I watched that with Emma. Wanted to, wanted to shout that one out. Nice. nice. Yeah. I just, uh, wait. I
1: just realized, yeah, like, cause Zac Efron plays a younger version of himself. And I guess that, T- ties into the whole, like, you know, they said Matthew, Jack I going to play Matthew Perry. That, in a that's bio why,
2: point. yeah, that's why he yeah. said it. because Interesting. Because I never
1: really made that connection in my mind, yeah, but I was yeah. like, oh yeah, I totally forgot. They like kind of played, I guess, Matthew Perry in a sense mm-hmm. prior. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Wasn't bad. Wasn't horrible.
0: We'll move on to our biggest, probably the, the biggest release of the week. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see, unfortunately, but we've got a good mix this week. So obviously plus the holdovers, like I said earlier, we've all watched at least something we could touch on. Uh, but Cam and Tyler did manage to watch Hunger Games ballad of songs and snakes there we go close all right close one point. just miss the
1: birds song yeah. birds and snakes we're right, getting yeah, close okay. every time by the end of this episode <laughs> you'll be a master
0: good time lucky i'll get yeah. it um yeah if you want to touch on your initial reviews go on spoilers i'll kind of back out this one and, and, and let tyler go first because i know tyler's a big tyler do you team. have the uh synopsis yeah yeah
1: i'll read the little quick synopsis so Um, this is a prequel movie to the hunger games it's also based on a book so it's not just like you know something they made up this is another suzanne collins book that i I don't know if a lot of people noticed that she did release another hunger games book but this is based on the book did she um yeah yeah is a book yeah
2: oh Um, no i meant like i thought you meant like another one on top of this Uh,
1: no 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 this is yeah yeah, this is a book I, I, Uh, i knew that yeah so everyone hungers for something 64 years before he becomes a tyrannical president of panem coriolanus snow sees a chance for a change in fortunes when he mentors lucy gray baird who's played by rachel zegler the female tribute from district 12 which of course is the same district as katniss which happens was well, so this is hunger games 10 and then katniss is 74 so 64 years earlier mm-hmm. um so quite the prequel um yeah and one thing that's interesting to me like just quickly before we get into it is i went to like the premiere screening or whatever they had like holy wait a sec
2: so sorry i'm so sorry 64 years prior snow is like 18 in this or how old would you think i think he's like 18 yeah
1: because i think well he's like i'd say 17 or 18 because they're trying to get like a college scholarship he's like
2: 80 in in the hunger games
1: 64 plus 18 so yeah like 80 yeah
2: that's ins- all right. Well, he's not, but that's just sorry. He he's
1: got that capital medical care, you know. He's I probably guess, yeah, yeah, you live forever um, in this
2: universe because he looks good for eighty or eighty. Yeah, he does whatever it is.
1: I watched this at like the early like fan screening or whatever, where they had like a bunch of movie theaters across America simulcasting when the um, premiere happened in LA. So they like live streamed the red carpet or whatever. And the executive producer of all the Hunger Games movies was there and they basically said as long as suzanne collins keeps writing books we'll keep making movies but suzanne collins kind of said this is their last hunger games book and i'm like kind of like i think they're probably going to go rogue on her i feel like this movie is going to be now. i know it didn't do as good as they were expecting opening weekend but it's still going to be a money maker yeah and the fans like the true like the diehard fans still definitely enjoyed this so i feel like they're probably gonna have to go rogue and make another movie but like we t- i think i texted you this like i would be happy to watch a hunger games movie of every Hunger Games ever, just like same. new arenas, same new like it's just like a fun like you know the battle royale atmosphere. <laughs> it, and the whole it's
2: nice knowing it's not real, but they were kind of cooking saying that the Hunger Games would be interesting because it is. It's just mm-hmm. like it's just Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, like actually, I was thinking that because I was thinking like Fortnite. Like obviously, there's been battle royales before Hunger Games, but the whole like the Hunger Games in the first one at least like had like the storm closing in. Same with the second one, they kind of like used bombs to make. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this they literally is gas. like. Fortnite, the creator of Fortnite probably did just watch Hunger Games was like, yeah. you know what, this is gonna make me this is gonna be generational wealth for my family <laughs> if I make this a game. But the movie itself, um, I really liked it. I, I didn't think it was perfect. Um, just kind of high level thoughts. I think Mocking J Part One and Part Two really screwed them over here because they're obviously terrified of splitting like a one book thing into multiple movies now after how bad that did, uh, critically, and even like some diehard fans didn't love them. But I really think because this is a three-act movie, like and like not just the narrative structure but like it literally says like you know act one can't remember what they're all titled but it's like act one this act two this act three this
2: it's like that the mentor the fight and then the survival or something
1: like yeah something like that but i think the first two acts would have made a great movie for this and i probably would have like gave it like maybe even 4.5 and then act three probably could have been like a whole separate movie because it felt a little rushed and a little out of place so i feel like they would have just like let that be its own movie and flesh it out a lot more Probably could have done a lot better. But again, I think Mockingjay part one and part two, just like no way in that boardroom of the producers were they ever going to like allow a, a part one, part two movie for no, this. So nice um, I think that kind of hurt them a little bit because they had they had to pack so much into this. But I really like Tom Blythe in the role of a young Coriolanus Snow. I thought he was super good. Um, I, definitely there's the darkest and grittiest Hunger Games movie, which politically and in terms of like what they're actually doing, like it's a bunch of people from different districts killing each other, like kids. So they're already really dark but like this one just takes it to a whole new level in terms of dark imagery and a lot of moments are like sheesh like I, this is like a franchise of kids love and like there's a lot of moments in this where i'm like that's intense um but rachel zegler i think is really good in this her accent takes a while to get used to at least for me it took me a while to get used to her singing is incredible of course her performance i thought was really good i just think rachel zegler for me which is crazy because she's so early in her career but to me, like, I just see Rachel Zegler. Like, I just can't really see her as, like, the character because I feel like she's, like, transcended that in terms of her popularity. And it's, like, annoying to have any critiques for Rachel Zegler because so many people online are, like, the grossest, weirdest people ever when it comes to her. So I'm like, don't I just don't want to really say anything bad. But I'm just, it took me a while to get used to her accent as her character because based on the book, like, it, apparently, like, that's exactly what the accent she should have, like an Appalachian kind of southern, west, or eastern accent. But coming out of her mouth, like, it just doesn't... Like, it's, it's a shock value. Like, whoa, okay, I guess I got to get used to this here. But Tom Blythe was the one who stole the show for me. But I thought every supporting character was so good, too. Like, Viola Davis is great. Mm-hmm. Peter Dinklage, I was like, man, this is... He was, like, in his Game of Thrones bag in this. Like, he was yeah. really delivering a great performance. I was like, man, it's great to see Peter Dinklage going off again. Um, Freaking Jason Schwartzman, man. Just, I love when they just give him a role, and they're just like, be a silly dude. And that's all, all I gave him, just as a they lucky lucretius that. flickerman just an iconic dude because he's like the the i can't remember, what's the name of the actor who plays like his grandson or whatever he's the guy who's like the host of the hunger games like super quirky but he's like the great great grandfather of whoever ends up doing the oh, actual he? Hunger games trilogy yeah Ah,
2: all right i didn't really get that um i forget who it is but um will, isn't it freaking
1: emily blunt's sister's husband uh what's his oh, name Jesus. stanley tucci Stanley is tucci.
2: it stanley tucci no oh he is yeah okay yeah. i was thinking of uh looks I a lot was different thinking though. of the dude with the weird uh it was uh west bentley the dude's crane mm. is who i was yeah, thinking yeah. of the weird you know what i'm doing mm-hmm. the yep i know that, yeah
1: <laughs> yeah but uh yeah like I, I thought everything in this in terms of the i thought the cinematography was the best we've seen in the series not only from the action sequences but just every shot of just even like basic communications or stuff i thought there's a lot of interesting camera work in this Um, the production design I thought was great as well. The costume design, it definitely went all out once again, which is hard to do kind of because this is really early days of the Capitol. The Capitol isn't super uber wealthy like they used to be. Like they're still only 10 years post rebellion. Um, so they're still kind of rebuilding from that. Still trying to regain their, their wealth and keep the districts in check. So it's still super early days. Um, but the story I thought was super interesting. Basically it's just the Hunger Games aren't getting as much views as they used to. Just people aren't caring anymore. It was kind of a cool shock value thing the first couple years. And then now they're just losing interest. So, Peter Dinklage, who's like the chancellor of the university or whatever, and kind of one of the the co founder of the Hunger Games, along with uh, Snow's dad, who was president at one time, but he passed away. So, they kind of co founded the Hunger Games. And their idea, his idea basically was for this 10th Hunger Games to have the academy students, which is where Coriolanus Snow went, it was academy in the capital they were going to become mentors for the people in the hunger games and basically their job was to make them spectacles, make them, you know, get views, get clicks, get people interested and get invested in the story so then they'll watch the hunger games and be excited again. It's trying to get viewership back up. Um but yeah, that's kind of it for my initial thoughts. One thing I think is funny is like how they assigned randomly the mentors for the people in the districts and they're basically like your job is to get the most views yeah. and interest. And then I'd be like Corey Lane of Snow when he saw her start singing, he was probably like Oh, thank God. I I got so lucky with this. Like giving me the girl who decides to just make the most iconic tribute pledge or whatever. And he's just like, Oh, this should be, thank you for giving me this one. But yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead. Your initial thoughts.
2: Yeah. Nothing, nothing different from what you said. Cast top to bottom is great. I like, I texted you guys the wild, wild accent, but I got used to it and didn't mind Mm -hmm. it after a while. Like you said, it just takes a sec. I love Rachel Zegler with my whole heart, honey. I'm, I'm sorry. I think I'm in love with her um Rachel Zegler okay yeah she doesn't care um but I, th- I think she's fantastic in this I do I do think Tom Blythe steals the show um Viola Davis was probably my favorite like supporting uh uh actor in this uh, I think but it's Viola Davis she's never been bad in anything ever um and now she's just quirky as hell I think uh just don't want to keep hitting the nail on the head, but you're right about the third act, all that jazz. I didn't think it was as bad as most people said. I didn't mind. Me this neither. Being, uh,
1: being a lot of people a, really hated. Yeah. That yeah a
2: lot of people yeah. have real issues with it. I, I, uh, I didn't have like horrible issues with it, but it does feel rushed. Um, my biggest issue with this is yeah, the hunger games are boring at this time. And I got the comment when I said that on my review, um, and, like I understand that's the point is they're losing interest. And then snow is the one who kind of like gets it back to its glory um after 10 years though man you're already losing is- interest fucking goal shouldn't be in it shouldn't have a job anymore uh but the idea of being in just a big ass arena with no obstacles or anything i can understand how that how that loses interest and i think um, unfortunately it just didn't make me interested in it at all um so i gave this a, a 68 out of 100 uh three and a half out of five um I just wasn't too interested in the actual Hunger Games, and that's kind of what I come to, to come to the show uh, for. Um, I, I also don't think they like even attempted to make any of the other tributes like characters. Um, in in my opinion, like I, I didn't, I can't remember a single name from any of the other tributes. Um, uh, that I, I feel like in the in the uh, first Hunger Games and Catching Fire, not. Catching Fire is so goddamn good. I might watch it again, just, like, after thinking about it. Um, uh, I think they at least try to, like, show District 1 and 2 and 3 as, like, powerhouse districts. And then the rest are obviously, like, kind of falling off a little bit. But at least, like, you get to see how powerful they are. And I understand this is, like, the early days. So so they're still rebuilding from where they were um, when the rebellion happened. Um, but like none of the other districts, in my opinion, were intimidating at all. Like all of them were kind of kind of weak. Um, so that's that's like my biggest bummer of this movie is I wish I cared about the Hunger Games in this movie a little bit more. I enjoyed that they made like the Hunger Games, like the second act. I think that's like, you know, that's how you make it a little different than the other ones. You give a little bit more story afterwards. But then, like you said, it was a little rushed um, with that story afterwards. But I, I enjoyed this movie for the most part. Um um, not too much more to say, hey bud. Uh, not too much more to say on it. I mean, we can get into spoilers a little bit if we want. Um, well, I I didn't necessarily care for the Sejanis Pluth character either, really. Um, I think like he you you needed to carry care about him to fully invest in this movie. And I've seen people give this movie like a ten out of ten. Um, it's not there for me, but I enjoyed it for the most part, and and a lot of that is just off the backs of the of the cast uh, like you said tyler they they do do a fantastic job this also is probably the best looking hunger games mm-hmm, um, definitely um movie I, I think it's shot beautifully and the cinematography is fantastic in this thing um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but yeah i don't we can talk spoilers i mean it's it's a book so it's not like we're spoiling too much but you can throw up yeah the we'll,
1: little, we'll throw up the spoilers yeah, of so. course. Yes seth can remove himself if he wants yeah we'll we'll text you when we're done we'll text you i don't
2: care (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) yeah so i I give it a four out of five star by the way i didn't mention that so yeah the the hunger games like cam said i didn't care too much about them either the actual like games themselves um one thing i think for character development of a lot of people in this like if if it doesn't interest you like that's fine or in terms of like a movie for enjoyment but I think a lot of it, like, narratively can be explained by, like, you're kind of watching this whole movie through Coriolanus Snow's eyes.
2: So yeah, maybe he exactly. wouldn't
1: care about the other tributes. And and a lot of the stuff we kind of don't get super fleshed out is kind of because he probably wouldn't really be interested in that himself. Um, but, yeah, so the That's fair. That's Hunger fair. Games himself, he gets a Lucy like, Rachel Zegler is who his tribute is. He has to mentor. And uh, they come to the Hunger Games. And they're, they're really, like – they're obviously always dehumanized because in the actual original trilogy, they're always, you know, getting – killed the kids <laughs> but they're like majorly dehumanized they're in, back a cage in, in
2: this one i that kind of like shocked me when they get like put in a zoo i was like what yeah. the fuck
1: they put all the tributes in a zoo and have kids like come by and like look at the look at the tributes from district 12 and district whatever and like that's pretty freaking savage and uh
2: yeah that was insane
1: yeah and the and the, the jokes they would make at their expense is like savage too like freaking jason schwartzman's like and here comes tuberculosis on legs over here it's <laughs> yeah, like, these guys are hilarious yeah, and then I mean, shout out to the the movie for having representation, but seeing a girl with Down syndrome in The Hunger Games, you know what's gonna happen? Like, only one surviving here, and you're like, oh god, like this is gonna be, this is gonna be rough, man. Like, she doesn't even have like a fighting chance. Yeah, like,
2: they they killed her in the most humane way, and I was like, yeah, can't
1: just getting her. swallowed by snakes, right. or at least. But better than seeing her get axed up or whatever. But that was a a cool like kind of like political message in the movie when the that one guy like you said like that's what sucks with the games like you can't really remember anyone else's names but uh the one guy kind of goes around and gets all the dead bodies and lays them and like i'm
2: looking at the cast list yeah
1: kind of laid all the dead bodies in a pile that was a pretty cool moment Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i guess where do you want to start with like spoilers here what are the big like things to touch on that are kind of
2: rachel zegler wins i was looking up like after this movie like how many winners each district has and on record district 12 has the most winners um so they're the Sleeper fucking distance. they're the goats yeah like yeah. What we, we're always talking about them like they're trash like they're the fucking goats they got hit they got her uh haymitch and then obviously katniss and PETA. kind of kind of cheating they get two for Tap one there. two yeah
1: true two. two for
2: one but then they win again so it, they're kind of goaded
1: hunger games like the worst deal ever because you go there once and only one survives but even then in the quarter quell like all the winners have to go again yeah that's bullshit
2: yeah every every
1: hundred years that means only like four survivors will live because like everyone who wins is going to get killed off in the quarter It's like what that's a shit
2: deal like yeah that's awful and also you would think they know about that in like the in the catching fire they're like what whoa whoa but you would think they know about it
1: yeah i guess yeah i guess only one person would live to tell the tale from the 50th hunger game so maybe they just kind of silence fair. that okay, person yeah, that's to, fair <laughs> to tell and be like no telling oh God, people right. or or they get so spoiled in riches that you know they don't really care to tell anyone warn anyone but mm-hmm. um so rachel Zegler is like kind of like a traveling vagabond singer and that's kind of her deal so she's not actually from district 12 right like that's just where she was on like reaping well day. i
2: think yeah so what she would have been so that if say they're 18 they would have been like No, so she's there normally, right? So, like, her people used to be travelers. So, I think she's she's been there since, like, the first Hunger Games. Um, She's been there since the first Hunger Games, right? But, like, I think they used to be travelers before the uprising or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is.
1: She's a transplant fan. She's not a a homegrown District 12 Blue Blood fan. Um, And she
2: was also, she also, like the boyfriend was cheating on her girlfriend. She was rigged, rigged the whole way.
1: Oh Um, yeah. Cause her, her like the,
2: I I saw a tweet that was like, uh, these two people are the ultimate, like Lucy gray haters. What did she do to them? And one of them, it was literally like, well, she cheated on like with the boyfriend (laughs) on another girl. That's what she did to them.
1: Mm -hmm, Cause back in the 10th hunger games, the person who did like the reaping day was just like the governor of the district or whoever runs the district, as opposed to, as we see in the newer ones, who actually plays that actress? It's like a popular actress. It's uh, Elizabeth Banks, right? Yeah. She, yeah. yeah. Whereas in the original trilogy, the person who does like the reaping day is someone from the Capitol. or, but back in this time, the hunger games, it was just like whoever runs the district. So like the daughter of that guy, her boyfriend cheated with Lucy gray bears. So basically they just rigged the rigged the thing. And were like, yeah, you're going to the hunger games. Have fun. Um, But so she goes and she goes with the guy, um, do you have the cast still up? Do you remember the name of the other guy? Yeah, so history? she
2: goes with, shoot, um, he may not be top bill.
1: She she, she screams his name like 20 times. And yeah, still can't it was like
2: Casper, Je- Ke- Jesper, Jesper. Jesper, I, I think it, it was Jesper. I can't find him on here, to be quite honest.
1: Yeah, she it got a that. shit deal there because on like the train ride to the district, he gets bitten by like a, a bat and gets yeah, rabies and basically, basically slowly dying. So she's kind of getting someone who's basically halfway out death's door when the hunger games even starts
2: also um, they had like a day to prepare they got there is like a day to plan and then you're you're in and i guess and like we said that's just like the capital uh, not having a very interesting hunger games but yeah wasn't interesting at least in my opinion
1: mm-hmm. but the the districts they they got some weapons on them because they were able to bomb the capital in that pretty impressive way so i guess like the war is still very much going on but you get the vibe in the Hunger and like the original trilogy Hunger Games you get the vibe that like when they create that uprising because of Katniss it's like the first time in a long time so it feels like after this Hunger Games from this prequel it seems like they kind of snuff out the rebellions for a while and start to take control over them but they bombed the building the Coliseum that it was going to be in which like you said it kind of makes it more an open concept which makes it a little less interesting um, but I was wondering what what they're going to do for the Hunger Games that didn't happen because I was like, this is a super small arena, like this is gonna be over quick. But I think that's kind yeah, of the exactly. vibe. That's yeah. kind of the vibe. It sounded like from all the that's previous Hunger Games too, because I think at one might. point they said like this is already like, the longest the Hunger Games has ever gone. Which so it's like it's kind of it makes sense. There's no viewership. It's like you tune in for like a it's like a UFC event where like a knockout in the first round. It's like you build up this hype for so long. They're like, oh, it's already over. Like I was waiting all year for this. Um, but a little more hype for UFC is a little different. But yeah, so Rachel Zegler wins the Hunger that, Games. That is
0: very true, Tyler. That's a good analogy. I like yeah,
1: that. yeah, it's just because yeah, the OG Hunger Games is just they put like twelve people in a room that's like not that big, and they're like, all right, fight, and then it's like just over in like ten minutes. Um, so she wins because basically, they're so. I'm a couple trying to of think, reasons. So what causes them to bring the snakes? in? was it because no one was fighting? It's because it
2: was taking so long, and no one was dying. And uh, remember, someone. Who died? Uh, where Gaul made it so no one would win the Hunger Games. That was her plan: is no one wins this year. So oh, she was like just the son
1: of the pres, like the son of like the president or whatever. It's
2: uh, yeah, okay. So the son of the president dies. Gaul, played by Viola Davis, the Games Master in this movie. Um, she has a vat of snakes that won't kill you if they know your scent, um, but they'll kill you if you're a new uh, scent or whatever. So that's established earlier in the movie. They bring this big ass tank kills everyone but uh snow's character uh tom or tom blight's character snow he uh puts in like a handkerchief that rubbed on lucy gray's tears and then he also like uh cuts himself or got cut earlier in the movie um and uses blood puts that in the tank so then they don't get killed by the snakes um
1: awesome scene when viola dave because Basically, Tom Blythe was the one who came up. Coriolanus yeah. Snow was the guy who came yeah. up with the idea of like making the Hunger Games more interesting. And then a student in his class is just like, "Oh, he's my partner on everything. Like, I deserve the same amount of credit too." Viola Davis just like a savage is like, "Oh, you did like so. The notes you wrote that like with this grand plan I dropped in this vat of snakes. But if you actually wrote this paper, they would know your scent and you'd be fine. So just reach in like you wrote the paper like you should be fine if you just reach in here. Reaches in there, obviously gets bit, and then she gets dragged off. And then Coriolanus Snow is like. Is she gonna die? And then Viola Davis is like, we we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, like, well, which you don't. Sa- <laughs> she
2: definitely did die. <laughs> yeah, like-
1: definitely. Like just a savage moment. Yeah. Um but yeah. So I, I can I think again, like I, I wish I remember. Like I think no, because the of movie, that. Remember. Why did she? How that. did her? How did the son die though? Wasn't it like during, uh, like, a, and,
2: uh, yeah, someone just killed him. I think
1: like a, uh, during a rebellion or something, rebellion, like he got yeah. like beat up, but then he was like on death yeah. on a deathbed and like, they were trying yeah. to revive him, but then he ultimately died. And then the, she got pissed. And he's like, no one's winning the hunger games. Fuck you guys. Yeah. So then that's why she brings in the snakes is because yeah. basically she's like, we're killing everyone here. But yeah. at this point there's only probably like four
2: it's people like so it's Lucy gray. It's the girl with the pitchfork. Um, it's the little kid um girl and then the,
1: big, the guy who picked up all the bodies
2: yeah the guy who picked up all the bodies um but so then that is like cheating right So no so the reason so then he gets sent to district 12 and that's what cheating because he acting. he put
1: this, the 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 scent of lucy yeah. gray
2: and he also gave her uh she gave her a poison. makeup pad with poison mm-hmm. it with rat poison yeah
1: because yeah. Coriolanus snow did a couple things to kind of rig the game so that lucy gray would win which is a no-no you're not allowed to cheat to help your your victors yeah.
2: win so then he gets sent to district 12 with S- S- serjanus as
1: peacekeepers they're kind of like punishment to do military service
2: yeah. Um, and then, and then there, does he kill Sejanus or he uses like a jabber J to go, I forget. Yeah. So
1: the mocking jays from, we, we know from the original trilogy, they like repeat conversations or something that they hear. So there's a moment where they're planning like a revolt basically against the, the cash, the capital and the districts and Sejanus is kind of in on it. So then, uh, president snow or not president at the time, but snow, snow sneakily has a Mockingjay nearby to kind of hear everything of the grand plan. And then the Mockingjay goes out and says exactly what he's saying. They're like, Oh, this dude's going to, this dude's trying to lead a revolt against us. So then he gets a, the famous hanging tree song. Yeah. Comes, to, comes bangs. to light.
2: Not, not bangs, but like, was a good song.
1: Yeah. I, the origins of it from yeah. that. They all get hung. And that's the, the, th- the third body that the third kill snow has. Right. And then like, that was, that's so funny. Yeah. I'm he like,
2: kills him good amount of people in this well
1: i think it's three but like lucy gray baird only knows he kills two so then he's like oh man i've killed three people is really weighing on me she's like three who's the third like you only told me two and then his his cop out is like um the old me i killed the
2: old me yeah exactly.
1: not gonna tell her i killed my like best friend or whatever or technically he like didn't like kill him but he was like responsible for his death and was like the reason who sent him to the hanging tree but uh, at this point Lucy Gray, she won, and basically we don't really know why because, again, we're seeing through Snow's eyes. So any information that Snow wouldn't know, we don't know. So she wins, and then he gets sent off to detention to be in District 12. Well, actually he's going to District 4, but then he bribes someone to put him in District 12 so he can find her. Um, But basically it it, it sounds like she didn't get the winnings. A normal victor would win, but they didn't also punish her for – because she didn't really cheat, I guess. She was given stuff to cheat with. So they kind of decided to go back to District 12 and live your life. life. Yeah, go back, go live your life. You're not getting the spoils of the victor, but we're not going to punish you or anything. So she just goes back to being a performing artist, and Snow links back up with her, and they kind of just decide to like leave this life and like live together, like in a little romance. But of course, Snow is uh, messed up in the head. Quite, and we start to see his kind of turn to darkness here. Which I mean, I guess he's always kind of been a little messed up in the head. His father was not the greatest of guy, and he's kind of working to become someone like his father, like an imposing, serious figure who is kind of this an icon in the capital for being this master of like punishing districts and genius and bad imposing figure. Um so yeah then, then they kind of run off together and he gets yeah, bitten you,
2: by a snake. Uh well she, well, yeah, she runs out, yeah, she, she figures runs out away. she figures out he killed Sejanus or got him killed. Mm-hmm. Um he gets bitten by a snake. Shoots her it's like an ambiguous ending of what happens to her. Um, but I'm pretty confident she just gets away, and then, well, I I don't know, maybe she does. Yeah, but I again, like, we're, we're seeing it
1: through, yeah, we're seeing it through Snow's eyes, so we don't know if she survived or not. But basically, mm-hmm. she finds out in the cabin that they're in a cabin together, kind of in a secluded area, and they, she kind of realizes that he's like not a good dude. He's mentally unstable, and he's gonna be gonna continue doing bad shit. So then she she runs away from him. And then he kind of tries to hunt her down with the gun and try and kill her. Very dark scene, very like school shooter vibes. Like the way they shot it, the way everything about that. I was like, that's what I was really like. Cause I mean, like there's a lot of like deaths out of nowhere and a lot of people get shot and killed out of nowhere that I was like, this is like intense for a kid. But I feel like that, I was like, this is like really intense for a kid to see like the very school shooter vibe. Um, him going through the woods, trying to find her, like screaming her name, like psychotically. And, uh, again with the mockingjay like you hear her screaming in the woods but also like it could be a mockingjay screaming she could be far away yeah very ambiguous if she got away did she drown did she get shot and killed like we don't know um but all we do know is that snow doesn't end up finding her dead or alive goes back to the capital and uh kind of does his final revenge on peter dinklage's character and we kind of see at the very end him looking up at the big statue and he's kind of it's kind of the beginning of President Snow's reign right there. He's kind of the guy now, the main guy in the Capitol. They all really favor him because he brought views back to the Hunger Games. He has a lot of sadistic plans for keeping the districts in check. Uh, he killed Peter Dinklage's character, who kind of stole credit for the initial creation of the Hunger Games from Snow's father. Um, no,
2: so wait. Wait. I thought Peter Dinklage came up with it, and then his father stole it. Like It was like a drunken night, and he's like, what if we just like all put maybe i have this backwards i thought then his father it was one of the other and then just because yeah yeah, you're right good friends or mm-hmm. he come up came up with it. his father stole it created it and they were such good partners that he went along with it and then when his father died when tom blight's father died peter dinklage was like the, the default creator of it or something
1: yeah like you're, you're no you're totally right because um, peter dinklage was a drunk and yeah. he kind of just one night came up with the idea and then the the snow's dad was kind of like write this down write this down and made it an actual thing um but it sounded like after snow died they his like the snow family was completely poor so i don't know if like then they peter dinklage revealed that like snow actually didn't come up with it so they took all their money or what happened because the snow family just broke at this point
2: yeah i forget i think i i I think peter dinklage's hate his dad because he actually used this he never wanted it to be used like in that way. I think it was like that. That's why he hates them. So he doesn't give them any money or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, I've just seen like five movies in the movie theater since seeing the hunger Games. So I wish I like remembered it better, but, um, tried my best to kind of recap everything that happened. So at this point, Snow's a complete madman. And, uh, at this point there's no more books. So like, and Suzanne Collins kind of sat on the red carpet, like, it doesn't really sound like she's planning on writing more, but I feel like they're going to ha- like, I, I know personally, I'm really interested to hear like how is Lucy gray Baird still alive? Like part of me links, maybe like she was like still alive during the district 12 uprisings and like the original trilogy, of the hunger games, cause like the hanging tree song is still iconic. And I could totally see her being like a behind the scenes mastermind, trying to put together rebellions. Um, snow, like, again, we talked about the beginning of this review. I would love to see any hunger games content in terms of just the games themselves super interesting stuff. Like we have people like Hey Mitch, uh, Madge, I think is her name from catching fire. Like all these people who are previous winners, like it'd be cool to see their hunger games. Um, but yeah, I don't know as a fan of the, Like I'm not, I, I am a fan of the hunger games, but I'm, I don't know. There's a lot of people that are out there that are way bigger fans than me. So I'm not like a super fan or anything, but I was really satisfied with this. I think the third act, I didn't think it was bad. I just felt like it was a little out of place. And, uh, this is already a two hour, 40 minute movie, but it either could have been longer or split it up into two movies because there's just like a lot that to cover through snow's entire reign from going to from like a high schooler to being like a sadistic wannabe ruler um but production design cinematography all that was great iconic final line of the movie which was also the final line of the book is just snow always lands on top that's just a hard hard bar to drop yeah
2: the whole time they were like so he says that earlier in the uh movie or something along that line so the whole movie they were dropping some like it's time to see snow fall or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. dude. And I think Peter D. says that. I was like fuck
1: Yeah, it's like yeah. time for snow to fall. Then he's yeah. like snow always lands on top. What a hard bar to end the movie at. I wish my
2: last name were something cool like that. Snow or something. I could say those lines, but
1: What yeah, wash the walsh the pain away. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Something like that. Uh yeah, but nothing really super negative about this movie like i think it was just like a good movie like i'd be surprised if someone sees it like there is a lot of song moments in this so i guess people like hate musicals like it's not a musical but i can see i guess people not liking it because of that and then also i think a lot of weird people about rachel Zegler will not like it because she's kind of like the second main character in this so if you don't like rachel Zegler, you're probably not going to like this movie Um, but also like as much as i do really like her she isn't like a jennifer lawrence but i don't think really anyone is so it's kind of unfair uh it's, it's hard to live up to that it's hard to be try and be like a new Jennifer Lawrence district 12 member creating an uprising. Like it's just not, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a harder place. Whereas like someone like Josh Hutcherson as PETA, very easy to replace that kind of performance.
2: Um, That's, fair. That's fair.
1: But, but yeah, uh really liked it. I'm excited to watch it again. Like when it comes out on streaming, inevitably I'm sure this would be a, a hot ticket for streaming services to compete over for when it initially releases to get this one. So I'm excited to rewatch it and see kind of how my opinion changes on it. But I know when I walked out of it, I know Sophie was watching it at the same exact time as me, so I was like super amped. To see what she thought. She she liked it a lot too. Um, so I was I was fired up by this one. I was very excited leaving the theater. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell what the vibe was in my theater, honestly. If other people loved it as much, um, but I was in three point eight on Letterboxd. With, I was in so a theater with
2: two other people. So I'm not not sure on that one.
1: Yeah, either. you saw it like on like early on a Saturday though, didn't you?
2: Sunday. Right, yeah, Saturday. So yesterday. Oh yeah, my my viewing was subcaptioned with uh Oh I yeah, that's probably subtitle. why there's no one there. I forgot. Uh, yeah. I, Tell uh, that story. Well, it was just it, it was a time that worked out for Emma and I. So, uh 3:30 was the best time she was with her grandparents with Bailey and so they could watch him a little bit. So I I went to the movie and it was it was subtitled with uh Spanish subtitles and I, I you know, got a little learning. Learned a little bit. Can't remember anything, but I took Spanish for a while there. So um i understood some of it uh but yeah learned a was there translations for like
1: katniss or mocking jay or were uh, they just katniss and no Mockingjay?
2: no it was all just it was all just names
1: yeah but uh yeah i guess that's it for the review tom blaze still though is like one of my favorite performances of the year i thought he was just so yeah, good he was great. like oh, yeah. not just being like super dark but just like even when he wasn't dark just super good super super great performance um yeah i'm excited to see him in more stuff he hasn't really been in much so i'm sure he will be after this because obviously a big franchise film so that's it for the review on the hunger games i wish i was a little more coherent during that but uh, it's early in the morning we're getting through it
0: and i am back i have returned anyway we'll continue so Hunger games i entirely gave four out of five yep. and it come 68. 68
2: it's three and a half it's right three there, and a half right there okay cool uh,
0: i'll just touch on saltburn quickly have you have I reviewed you seen saltburn did you guys chance to watch it
1: no, but it's such polarizing reviews. Like I know a uh, shout out Harry on TikTok, movie talk. He's seen it like three times in two days. So like some people are like in love with this movie. Which are people. I think his last name is Argyll, maybe. I oh, Australian Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think oh, it's shit, I can't really remember his last like name, but it, I know yeah, it's yeah, Harry. He, yeah, he yeah, posted yeah, yeah. on his TikTok stories like seeing salt burn like third time in two days. So some people are like in love with this. Obviously, some yeah, people yeah, think some people it's like are. pretentious crap. So I'm excited to hear what you think
0: yeah so i'll i'll read this off quickly so struggling to find his place at oxford university student oliver quickly finds himself drawn into the world of charming and aristocratic felix cuttin played by jacob lordy who invites him saltburn his eccentric family's sprawling estate for a summer never to be forgotten so it's an interesting film i remember like watching the trailer over and over again and i thought the trailer was like a 10 out of 10 but like, the trailer was so good and it really enticed me and it didn't really give anything away either and i'm really going to try i'm going to i'm, I'm going to keep it short with this review because i I do think it's best to go into it in in a mindset of not knowing anything at all, because I do think it's like a, I know I text you, Ty, like the kind of like the whale of the whale of this year. Um, Maybe not quite as bad. I don't think people are going to hate it. Well, apparently some people do actually, which is kind of surprising, but I don't know. It's a weird one. So I give it a three. I thought it was, I thought it was really great in the first half. So the first half, first like hour, five minutes, hour, hour, whatever is like charming, uh technically really efficient endearing like you are on you you're seeing you know jacob lordy you're seeing barry keoghan you understand their characters a little bit and it's like a almost a coming of age um a coming of age type story and then it really starts to unravel into like a a fever dream of sorts like uh you obviously get that vibe from the trailer it unravels into something more which is hard to qu- point where but it that was kind of the moment where it, where it fell downhill for me and again I'll, I'll try and you know not say too much but obviously as we saw from the trailer he will go going to live with jacob Lawry's character jacob lordy's like this aristocratic really really from a wealthy family um whereas whereas uh well barry is like uh barry keong's character is like a, a lonely student just getting into it he's from a scholarship so he's not like you know the richest or whatever and that's kind of what we know and i think that it's genuinely funny in the first hour and a half. Like Carrie Mulligan's character is great. We we don't see very much of her, but the bit we see is really really good. The cast, by the way, great. Like really, uh, Rosamund Pike was hilarious. I wish we'd seen her more things because she's so good. Barry Keoghan needs to get more leading roles. He was fantastic. I do think Jacob Elordi was the weak point in the film, uh, which isn't necessarily surprising. But I don't know. He he was good. He was fine. But I think he was the weakest area. But I think once it goes into this fever dream, it starts to unravel. And I have the same issues with it that I did with, like, Bo is "Afraid" second half, for example, where it leaves room for interpretation because it's shallow. And it just kind of rambles on and meanders. And it's full of, like, scenes, like I said, in my review. It's full of scenes that are designed to, like, disgust and, and, and enrage. You know, like, there are some really, you know, disturbing scenes. But... He doesn't feel like anything has, has purpose or value or add anything to the narrative. It seems like it's just there to be there. And I think, especially with the ending, again, it's easy to touch on the spoilers whenever someone watches it. We'll have to touch on that on the podcast. But it's very reminiscent of other films. You could argue it's derivative of other films as well. And it's kind of an unintelligible, disturbing exercise that isn't really showcasing anything. This is the kind of value I got. Which was very disappointing, because like I said, I really loved the first half, but I think it just, there's nothing really to say after that, you know what I mean? It kind of becomes a piece of film which is similar to the arguments I've seen against Promising Young Woman, which I obviously haven't seen, and I think it's like the same controversial opinion with that, that like people are either, you know, love or hate, and same with Emerald as a as a writer, specifically technically it's really really great the soundtrack is fantastic the cast are really good the score is amazing i like the aspect ratio choice i do think it's a bit gimmicky at times and there are you know too too many films taking it on but i think it works well, well well in this environment kind of give it an old school feel but i think it just eventually becomes a film that is shallow fun at times funny at times charming at times but shallow and rambles on too much. Uh, that's kind of all I'll say about it today. So I think we'll we'll get spoilers when we do, and I'll offer a lot more. Right now, I'll give it a three out of five, so just above average because of how much I love the first half. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't amazing. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it was just fine for me. But I think I'm in the minority right now. From what I'm seeing, anyway.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I'm looking at Emerald Fennel's. Filmography. So obviously, she, the only movie she's directed is "Promising Young Woman" in "Saltburn," and then Cal- "Careful How You Go," which I think is like a that's a short film. So that was like her debut. She so yeah, had two feature films, but she's a, the writer for "Ballerina," the new John Wick movie. So interesting because a lot of people like even do know not that. like her. um So it'll be interesting because a lot of people love John Wick. So two worlds are going to clash in "Ballerina."
0: I didn't even know that. I didn't
1: either. I just looked up her. On Letterboxd, the writer for Ballerina is Emerald She's the soul
0: writer or like uh, the her, her
1: and Shay Hatton, who has wrote the last two John Wick movies, three yeah, and
0: four. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm very keen to see your guys' thoughts. I think.
1: We Cam yeah. and I both really like promising young Woman, but it sounds like Saltburn is almost a whole new beast.
0: Well, some we'll people actually say it takes less risks than the promising young woman.
1: Hmm. Well then uh, I don't know.
0: From what I've seen in reviews, I just think it's like it's like two different films. It's very much. I think it was really shallow, man. Some scenes are just crazy. To be fair, but I'm it's... excited to
1: see it. I don't know. I think it's in like a you week should it like It's a wide release. It might be next week. It's a wide release. I
0: I, I'm always more excited to see a film if it's if it has a divisive reception. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a like a like a Babylon, like a this, like a the whale, for example. Because you kind of want to know where you where you lean. Right. Uh, Whereas, like
1: the Hunger Games, is like you're either gonna be you're gonna be between a three and four. Like I'd be shocked yeah, if someone yeah. gives it a five. Shocked someone gives it a two. It's gonna be between three and four, which is a little less interesting to see, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Uh, but yeah, so a three out of five for me. But obviously, we'll touch it more when when we can get to like more spoilers and stuff. uh The next one we got was Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Uh, nice. So this has been doing doing the rounds on social media. uh mm-hmm. Cam, did you see it? I know Tyler did. You yep. did see it. Okay. didn't get to it. I, I want Tyler, to. Uh... It's karma. Me and Tyler saw it. Uh, after a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer terrorizes Plymouth, Massachusetts, the birthplace of the holiday, picking off residents one by one. What begins as, as random revenge killings are soon to be revealed as part of a larger sinister holiday plan. Now, this is directed by Ethan Eli Roth, who his films... I don't know how many you've seen, Tyler. I've seen like six of his films. I've, the highest I've ever given a film is three. Mm -hmm. uh before he's also
1: for people who don't know the roth he's the bear jew and inglorious bastards
0: he is yeah he Mm -hmm. is yeah yeah Um, but his films are very divisive i don't really like them most of the time well other than this one which obviously we'll get into tyler i'm intrigued by your thoughts i actually didn't see your review yet i think you put it out but i didn't have a look at it Mm -hmm. um so if you want to give your like i guess spoiler three thoughts and we'll go from there
1: yeah there's not a ton i want to say without getting into like the more spoilery spoilery territory so i'll go super quick with my thoughts so i thought the kills were super great all like probably like five or six of the kills in this movie would be like the craziest kill in any scream or any halloween movie like the kills are just crazy but other than that i don't think there's a lot there for me i thought like like, i still really enjoyed i give it 3.5 out of 5 like it's it's a fun movie the the story though like none of the characters i cared about at all like i didn't think like every scream movie ever i've cared more about the characters just an unfortunate like circumstance for me is that like I've never guessed it. And I'm not trying to say, I was like, Oh, I'm so smart. Like I've never guessed a scream killer right before, but this movie five minutes into it, I'm like, Oh, he's a killer. And then it was him. And I was like, kind of took a little bit of the intrigue away from it for me. Cause I was like,
2: so it's oh. not Addison Ray is what you're telling me. You
1: she said, no, said, it might he be
2: Addison Ray. Be. Well, yeah, you,
1: re- you realize pretty quick, the person's strong. So like, it wouldn't be like nothing against women, but like this, he's like lifting people up and chucking people. Like it's, it's clearly, a he, uh, but yeah. And he's also tall. Um, I don't know the story. I was like, it was, it's fine. I wasn't that super, I wasn't super invested in it. I thought it was a fun setting to do like the black Friday, Thanksgiving, John Carver, lore, uh, like pilgrim suit. Uh, I thought that was kind of fun. And I thought the kills are super great. Like I said, um, it's kind of like an unrelenting movie. Once it gets going, it doesn't really stop, but I wasn't really interested in any of the characters and I wasn't really like it went, by the time the movie ended. I was like, Oh, that was, that's fun. But like, I think the kills carried the movie for me personally, but I gave it 3.5 out of five, but I was between like a three and 3.5. So that kind of gives you a better idea of where I was leaning. I wasn't in as in love with this as most people were, but I thought Whoa. the kills were, were awesome. And I think it's a super fun time in the theater. It was only me and two elderly women in my theater bonkers for those two women to go to that, but also really annoying. Cause like,
2: can I, can I, can I yeah, call us real quick? Go ahead. Are we alive? Did anyone else like have that like cut out? Was it just me?
0: Yeah. What happened?
2: Okay. okay i it cut out for like five seconds and then everyone was gone and then oh. we were back and then i just caught the end. <laughs> Seth, it, did you uh,
1: hear everything i was saying did i cut out for you at all no 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 at all okay we're good then
2: all right um, cool cool but nice yeah so the,
1: two elderly women in my theater really annoying uh, so shout out you guys for being really annoying because it's a whodunit you don't know who the killer is so they decide to just openly talk the entire movie but like oh i wonder if it's that person like oh no it's probably not gonna be that person. full volume talking and i'm And I'm like seven rows away. I'm not close to them. and I'm hearing everything. I'm like, you guys are getting on my last nerve right now, just analyzing every moment of this movie, trying to guess who the killer is. I'm like, you need to shut up or else I'm going to freaking John Carver you guys. But yeah, 3.5 out of 5. You're up, Seth.
0: Yeah. uh, I I liked this a lot more than I I thought I would, especially with Eli Roth. And modern horror, modern slashers, apart from like Scream, the recent Scream, I, I, I can't remember the last... Slasher, I've liked in general um Terrifier I didn't like Terrifier either of them yeah (laughs) not at all um I think that I mean parallels I said this in my review parallels will and like have been drawn to Scream which are perfectly understandable it's it's very clearly a homage you know it's a trope filled but self-aware who done it this just like made more enjoyable by its creativity with the kills and obviously Spoilers It's kind of a weird one. We can obviously touch on who the killer is, but I think mainly I want to talk about some of the kills because some of them were really- Right, funny.
1: right, same here, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's like the main thing in, in, in Slash is like, how far can they push it? And I know there's one particular one title I really want to touch on, which I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, it was it was energetic. It like had transitions tonally between like comedy. Some of it I thought was actually genuinely funny. Uh, and then and then really sadistic violence, which is always you know a plus when it comes to a slasher. And you kind of know what you get into with the, the opening, the opening scene. I like five minutes in. I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this. And then the, no, this isn't a spoiler. The supermarket scene or the store scene hits. And I was like bananas. That's crazy. Like it was like high octane shit, like straight away. And I was like, okay, that's, that's kind of crazy, but it is like, as, as as ridiculous as it gets. And I think that's, that's where it, that's where it shines in general. Um, character wise. Yeah. Like not huge on anyone. Um, there was a few I, I liked. Like, I didn't, like, hate any of the characters, but I don't really watch this for the narrative. You know what I mean? But I also think it was pretty cool. Like, I think it was a pretty cool idea, especially for a Thanksgiving film. Pretty cool idea. It's not really one to touch on. I give it a four, so I actually really, really like it. It's, like, my second favorite horror of the year so far. So pretty high up, just above uh, Talk To Me, and just below When Evil Lurks. Although Talk To Me and this are, so like, very neck and neck, so I'm not sure. But I think we'll get into spoilers. Um... Again, suppose a weird one. I wanted to touch on the kills first. Yeah, go. Can you for guess it. what? Can you guess what kill was my favorite? Was it the trampoline one? No. No.
1: Was it the? oh no. that was cool. Uh, I'm trying to think. What? Hmm. I don't know. I'm blanking. What would, what would your favorite one be?
0: It was the oven one, the turkey one. Oh I yeah,
1: that, that was gnarly.
0: <laughs> so there's there's one scene if you haven't seen it where or if you have seen it if you haven't seen it don't listen to this but yet but. Like John Carver, the killer puts a like a woman inside a inside an oven, like a turkey. And then puts like a little thermometer thing, like sticks it in her. And this man literally, this like human sized oven just burns her alive. I was like, That made me feel like claustrophobic. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like the worst way to go. And I thought it was crazy. You just see her slowly burning. Or like the trampoline one where there's like a girl jumping on a trampoline mm-hmm. and he's just underneath with a knife, mm-hmm. just like stabbing every time she lands. I thought it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the kills are really, really good in this, like really efficient. I think Eli Roth, if you haven't seen any of his films before, one thing I will say is that he's very good at not only practical effects with gore, you know, we saw it in the, in the end sequence, for example, when the guy's head is just getting smashed in by that bat mm-hmm. and his brain and his everything. It's just matter at that point. He's really good at utilising not only good practical effects, but actually getting, getting the most out of the kills and the situations. He obviously famously did Hostel, which is one of the, you know, the goriest films I've ever seen probably. And he works in, 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 in the kills really well. In that they're kind of in general that they are quite far and few between. There's not that many. I don't actually know the official count, but we kinda of go on this path where it's you know it's very much who done it. So obviously there's a supermarket scene at the start. Really supermarket is like uh, Black Friday sales, Black Friday deals. They they get trampled to fuck, like uh, I think like three people die because everyone's just trampling over them. Like I think one mm-hmm. woman dies and like her fucking head is like gets like, ripped off, yeah.
1: What happens to her again? So she, she oh, like, trolley, tri- was it? she like trips and then the trolley hits her in the head and then her hair gets it caught takes in the this, wheel. The skin
0: with her, the trolley's <laughs> yeah. just rolling off the skin on it. It's like, it all happens. Uh, I don't know if I should touch on the killer yet, but someone, the killer, like, loses a close one in that, in that mm-hmm. scenario. And then it basically goes from there, and it's like a who done it with with Addison Ray, who's obviously famously in it. Who's really not even bad. Like people go on, about yeah,
1: but she hard. had like two lines, and like didn't do like people who she are did. saying she was like amazing in this are just simping hard. She was like not like she was just not in this movie much. Most of the movie yeah, she was she sitting was, there doing nothing. She probably had
0: like ten minutes of screen time realistically. Yeah, like she wasn't. It's just a and a lot of lose. that screen time was
1: her in like the backseat of a car while people are driving or something. Like she wasn't. Yeah, she was a...
0: You can tell why they used of marketing because, you know, obviously she's the biggest name in the film, realistically. But mm-hmm. I, I think that, so obviously they go off and, they, they try and like, they're trying to figure out who who who's doing the killings, who's, who's off. And they have like the, you know, the, what is it, Instagram, like John Carver on Instagram, tagging him with photos around like a mm-hmm. Thanksgiving dinner table with like their names off the plates and stuff. Uh, they're trying to find out what happens. Who's the first one to die, I think, though? Well, the woman
1: who was like super into the black friday deal that i think maybe was the one who knocked over the the killers like love interest because she she was the one who was like in the bar or whatever got her face ripped off by the freezer oh she and got she's cut a waitress. The dumpster. yeah
0: she's a waitress and then like she's the john carver the main villain finds her in, in like the kitchen chases her tries to stab or whatever and that's that was a crazy scene like she's outside <laughs> she's running off he drives literally into her like with a car as she's next to this like dumpster, this like big, what do you call it? That dumpster, dumpster, yeah, uh, yeah dumpster, bin, whatever. Yeah. And then he pushes her in as it opens, and then it closes and just slices her in half. It's mm-hmm. Crazy, like it's so over the top. And then obviously they're kind of dying one by one. There's, there's. So what the main character, her, her, her dad's played by Rick Hoffman. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah not he really, he in, He's in yeah. some of the Eli Roth's other films. That's the only re- mm-hmm. where, like reason I know. Him is basically he's like the what the owner of this supermarket and, yeah and he's like trying to continue to push the thanksgiving deals Black friday deals along with her his wife who's like the main character's stepmom at this stage i think mm-hmm. uh yeah. they're trying to push it the 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 basically killed off one by one there's like a whole thing about who done it whatever um, do you want to get into who the killer is kind of thing
1: yeah sure it'd be easier to talk about i guess
0: so obviously the the kind of end of reveal uh we'll go into stuff you know, before this but the end reveal is I think what happens now. So the main character has like a boyfriend or an ex-boyfriend who like mm-hmm. broke his arm at the start like, badly. Remember, it was like crazy <laughs> mm-hmm. out And he was
1: like a baseball star and it kind of ruined his
0: career. Yeah, like, he ruined really his career. So he like takes off for like a year and just goes like invisible. No one hears from him, whatever. He comes back. Uh he's like trying to solve the case with the main character, it's classic who done it kind of stuff. And then at the end, there's like a, uh, a sheriff in a town who was played by Patrick Dempsey, and at the end. Patrick Dempsey convinces the main character that the uh the villain is or like, tricks it into the main character being the villain being her her ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. we basically find out it was a setup the whole time and the 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 villain is uh is the sheriff I'll be honest tyler I'm usually quite i actually didn't see it coming because i i had it set so much into my mind that it was gonna be the ex-boyfriend and then when it found out the reveal I was mm-hmm. like ah oh kind of disappointing. so as you kind of like in a way it got me it was obviously suspicions but
1: mm-hmm.
0: you had to find like the sheriff's there i know you said that was like you, you predicted that from the get
1: yeah and like again like i'm not trying to be like say like i was super smart or anything It just happened to like I, for some reason the very first time we see patrick dempsey he walks in and the woman's like uh, like he had a pumpkin pie which like notoriously is just like a classic like oh he probably just picked it up from the store but he's like very adamant. he's like no i cooked it he's like wow a single man who like knows how to bake and he's like yeah i got a lot of time on my hands i was like "Ah, oh, yeah like he's okay he's probably the kid because i knew like it was setting up like a big feast and he was like made two comments about like how he's like no 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 i cook this myself i was like yeah i feel like he's like he's like the guy and like also he's the like, the thing is this movie had a floating heads poster but addison Rae's the only like, and patrick dempsey guys like the only people people know so like the point of a, I don't i feel like they didn't know the point of the floating the heads, heads, heads poster, poster to showcase the, the stars
0: a lot of the people in this it was like their first ever roles right so was like cool. what are you
1: doing like and that's like another big thing is like usually in who done it like think of all the screams like who done it killers like emma roberts timothy oliphant or like usually name brand big. actors
0: yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. i was just like
1: yeah. it's just you got, but the like you said the ex-boyfriend the guy who broke his arm as well as her new boyfriend are kind of like what the movie's setting you up. Like it's one of them. Cause they're always gone when the killings happen. And like after the the killing happens, like they'll both like kind of run in at the same time, be like, Oh my God, are you guys okay? And it's kind of like, they're kind of setting those two up to be like the suspects. Yeah, all well, time.
0: Too. And you're like, which
1: yeah, one yeah. do you think is going to be? And then of course it's like, you know, the rug pull is neither of them. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, cause yeah, we can find out like a, uh, and again, like even the main actress, I don't, I'd, I'd never seen her or anything before. I'm trying to get her name. She's, right. I think
0: she, I think I'm pretty sure it was her first role as well. Yeah,
1: it's her second film second ever. Okay. Yeah, but Nell is her Nell Ber, Berlack, but she's like the main girl. And yeah, like you said at the end, like the sheriff kind of has her. Um, the, the, everything's kind of solved. It's all good. You know, we're okay. And then she kind of realizes that the sheriff was the person who was doing it, and because like I think the shoes she recognized or whatever from earlier. And uh, they had,
0: like, something on it. I can't remember what it was now, but it had something on it that was from, like, mm-hmm. something that happened earlier on. I can't remember what it was now, but, yeah, like, it, was, it was definitely the shoes, wasn't it? Mm-hmm,
1: the shoes. Um, but, yeah, a lot of cool, like, the final, like, chase to get them down to where the, the big dinner was happening with, you know, the phones live streaming. But the live stream was actually just recording, like, a, ca- a laptop screen. Like, a lot that of great, cool. creative, like, little twists and turns there. Um, but also kind of, like, the fact that they were in the John Carver house, I was a little, like... Isn't that like place number one you would look? Like a guy's a John Carver killer. Like he's obsessed with like, and like they have like literally the landmark house and that ends up being like where they were. I'm like, isn't that like place one you look? Especially because it was vandalized like, earlier in the movie and the axe yeah, was yeah. stolen from it. So I'm like, why isn't yeah. that like the place you're checking first? It's like
0: I mean to be, to be fair, though, it, again, like this film is. I, I don't really care about the, the narrative. Sure. No, I, no, I like probably, a hold on it. I like these little like twists. These little like pretty well executed turns and and, and, and moments but and, and comedic effect as well but really what i'm watching this for is the kills the, the suspense mm-hmm. the just to like as as america says the, like gnarly nature of yeah, it yeah. i think uh that's kind of what you look for mm-hmm. because there are obvious you know it's not I'm trying to think of a great who don't it's not something that it, it's also something that I I, I will look for for a narrative, but it's something I, I think I'll, I'll rewatch, you know what I mean? Because
1: yeah, it's fun. It really it's quick. It's off- short. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I will say, I think it could have been shorter to be honest. That's mm-hmm. one of, that's one like quick critique I had. I think it was like an hour 45, maybe mm-hmm. you could push this down a little bit. Yeah. It was like, you could push this down, but yeah. Like- for
1: the most part, once that supermarket scene hits, it kind of just kicks into high gear and just is unrelenting. Um, you, Cause you start with the waitress kill. And then someone gets decapitated next, like a head cut off. But how did that oh, happen? it's
0: it's a uh, it was the main like worker at the supermarket that day. One of the like security. The guys one who ran like,
1: away or whatever. Or... The Tall guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. The
0: tall. Yeah, yeah. He got he gets his head cut off. That's, that's oh yeah. Guy. He
1: does the thing where like that. That's a cool scene where like he kind of like gets the wire around him, like twists around, like bends back. Oh and shit! His head
0: off. No, wait, no, no, that's. No, I'm thinking wrong. That is the guy from the school, isn't it?
1: The tall guy.
0: The the trampoline thing happens, doesn't it? That's a little and later.
1: Then, the The second kill was the fat security guard who ran away in the
0: beginning. Oh, because the trampoline thing, the guy gets his head like his neck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, an owl literally turned around right. as she's on the trampoline. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, because he gets he, yeah that's the security guard from the mall from the like shop gets Head cut off at the start, does not it? And then the right cat right gets
1: fed. That was funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then he's just feeding the cat. That yeah. was great. Uh, what would you do the other kills after that? And then after that, think you die, it's like, after like that.
1: you said, there's not a ton of kills because his main thing is like he wants to keep them alive and bring them to like the final dinner. So he only killed yeah, a couple yeah. people. Most people he's more like kidnapping to get to that final dinner. Um, but oh, there's yeah. the
0: scene with uh, you know, Yulia, but with the like, I think it was Russian dad I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, basically. yeah. Um, Eastern European dad, they get killed in the house with along with the policeman who's already there or the mm-hmm. security over there. I can't remember how that. Happens, that and then she gets captured. Oh, her death scene is crazy. Do you remember that? The table saw.
2: Yeah, when she yeah. goes
0: straight to tables in front of her boyfriend, and yeah. she just gets completely ripped apart. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I think who dies as well. uh Who dies after that? Jesus
1: that scene reminded me a lot of like in a scream movie where like when they look across to the house, across the, the street and they're they see like the cop that was there get killed. And then like they, they just see their friend get killed like right in front of them or whatever. Um, but the killer gets away, but a lot of homages to scream for sure. Like you said,
0: yeah, most definitely.
1: Um, but yeah, like, uh, the, the final it wraps up. And, uh, I don't know if you've seen this movie. Have you seen the, the guest from 2014, like a war veteran I... comes back and has like, uh, his like, partner was killed in the war, so he like goes back to the family and like comforts them, but then kind of you quickly realize he's like messed up in the head.
0: No, I have not but I know exactly what film it is. Is it good?
1: I I mean I haven't seen it in a long time, but I thought it was like not bad, not good. But the end of that movie reminded me a lot of the end of this movie where because the end of this movie is ambiguous. There's a big explosion and they're like no one could have survived that. And you see like three firefighters walk out with masks on. So that sounds really cool, yeah. Ambiguous the what the guest yeah it sounds really good yeah no i I've liked my time with it but uh the end of this movie you don't really know if Patrick Dempsey's alive or not they kind of leave it ambiguous yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: I think it's uh it's ambiguous because it's basically like is this gonna make a lot of money he's alive is this not gonna make a lot of money he died <laughs> like Please, leave it open. if they make
0: more of these I'll watch them like, sure, I'll, I'll be sure. there. like it's like screen where it's like I'm not I'm going for the self-aware tropes I'm going for the jokes I'm going for the crazy kills and it's just They can make a limited amount and I'll always be there to watch them. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. Do you think
1: we'll go the Halloween route where it'll be a Thanksgiving? Every Thanksgiving, like, either the same guy or someone inspired by it will do Thanksgiving kills?
0: I think so, yeah. Yeah. Which I'd like. I don't
1: know. I like the setting.
0: How well has this done so far in this opening weekend?
1: I don't know, but it's a horror movie, so I'm sure it'll do great. And it's getting great word of mouth. So even if it didn't do, like, amazing this weekend, I'm sure, like, next weekend it won't drop off
0: as much i can't imagine the budget was like crazy high uh let me see the shit so the budget was 15 million so i can't imagine them not being able to turn around and make that to be honest
1: yeah and this is like this looks like it might be so the original thanksgiving short that he directed for grindhouse was that like his first one of his first things he ever directed
0: so no, so the triangle this off So the original yeah, I know he did like a stuck like a 10 minute one or whatever. He also but he's been wanting to do this particular film for a while, I right. think. Mm-hmm. I think Hostel might have been his first solo feature, which was like 2004, 2005. Mm. but I know he had in his mind to make Thanksgiving for like ages, and this was like a, a script by he'd written a long time ago. I think anyway. so I'm pretty sure Hostel was his first film. Okay. yeah, it was it was, it was, it was
1: yeah yep 2005 but yeah so it's cool that it is kind of like a lifelong project of his he wanted to make and he got to make it and uh yeah it was fun i had a good time with it i wasn't like in love with it but definitely it was worth the theater trip for sure and it was fun seeing it in a theater because um, a lot of suspense a lot of suspense a lot of cool kills a lot of cheap jump scares like a lot of cheap jump scares that i was kind of yeah, like, not- none of it worked. yeah i was getting all. kind of annoyed during the theater because i was like and like yeah, they, they really tried to make them work in a cheap way where it's like it was normally a jump scare, you know, is a loud bang, but like this one I felt like they were even going like ten times the normal loudness where my yeah, theater it wasn't. Was like, I was just like I wasn't getting jumpy, I was just like this is, like hurting my ears, dude. Like I know yeah. it's coming, just like and it happened. There's like probably twelve of them. Like there's just a ton yeah, of like no, the
0: classic I, I agree. But I agree.
1: Uh, but like you said, that's not the, the point of these movies is kind of the kills and the fun creativity with it, not really the whodunit nature or the other stuff. So I think that's what holds it back from being like a a true like 4.5 out of five like a true like scream one like the original like the iconic yeah, yeah. level of it like it kind of misses on some of the other beats but i had a fun time with it if they do make sequels i want to care a little more about the characters next time just because yeah i don't, I don't okay. know how long you can get away with the characters just not being really that interesting um but for a one off it's really good and I, I would definitely watch another one for sure
0: yeah so i'll give it a four uh to give it a 3.5 and we'll move on to the holdovers now which like i said unfortunately i was meant to see on a tuesday didn't get a chance to do it i have to wait till january which is crazy uh but tyler and Kam did see it so i think comes here but tyler i'll let you kick yeah off i just
1: texted off. him it's yeah. funny that uh someone commented from the uk on my holdovers view and they're like like yeah they're like i love that we can see one of the best christmas movies in years Experience on january, january. 19th <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like yeah that sucks it's just like especially for seasonal movies if you got to work the international yeah. it's a little better it's
0: annoying, man. It's annoying. yeah
1: so um just a blanket statement to start off. Is directed by Alexander Payne, shitty guy. We don't. We're talking about the movie. We're not talking about like his, you know, allegations and what he's done in the past. So, definitely big thumbs down on Alexander Payne. Um, but moving forward, the holdovers. Uh, the the synopsis: A curmudgeonly instructor yeah that's a tough word. A curmudgeonly instructor at a New England prep school is forced to remain on campus during Christmas break to babysit the handful of students with nowhere to go. Eventually, he forms an unlikely bond with one of them, a damaged, brainy troublemaker, and with the school's head cook who has just lost a son in Vietnam. So this is a Christmas holiday movie um, starring Paul Giamatti, the main kind of guy. Uh, he's obviously, you know, has a long, well-renowned career, whereas kind of the other lead actor, Dominic Sessa, this is his first movie ever. The movie takes place at a New England prep school, and basically the school that they filmed it at, the Alexander Payne reached out and was like, Do you got any drama students that would be good for a tryout and just kind of held tryouts. And a couple, I think of the minor roles in this are also from that drama school, but basically his drama, his drama teacher was like, we got someone who's perfect. Um, So this is the first time he's ever acted in literally anything. And they gave him a lot to do in this. And I thought he did really good, especially for his first ever role. Um, But this movie to me just feels like it was plucked straight out of the 1970s. Like it was shot on digital, which I found out after the fact, but they used like emulation to make it look like it was film and grainy, but even like the intro, like Miramax logo and all that stuff, they made it look super retro. Um, all the, all the costume design, production design, everything, music choice just felt so like authentic and true, where it just truly felt like you could have turned this on for, I could turn this on for like my dad and he'd just think of probably like a 1970s movie or something. Um, which I really enjoyed the aesthetic of it. Like I kind of mentioned, I just want to breathe this movie in. I want to wrap it around myself like a warm blanket. Like this movie is just so comforting and cozy. Um, Just a very snowy new England film where he was going to go on a vacation with his mom and her new boy, her new husband because his dad is no longer in the picture you find out. And they were going to go on a nice vacation but basically since his mom just recently got remarried they kind of call it the last minute they're like hey we're actually going to go on our own honeymoon here so can you just like not come with us and then uh kind of force him to stay back at the prep school over winter break with paul giamatti who gets stuck on babysitting duty and that's kind of where the movie goes from here and that to me i think this movie doesn't do anything new it doesn't reinvent the wheel at all for christmas narrative you have paul giamatti who's kind of like a grinch you have dominic sessa who's on the surface, looks like a kid who's just you know a classic teenager, a little bit of a punk. Um, doesn't really seem like he's taking life. He seems like he's taking life for granted a bit because everyone at the school is kind of wealthy or on a scholarship. They're either very academically gifted or wealthy. So, um, Paul Giamatti kind of looks at him like kind of just like another ingrate. He looks at Paul Giamatti like a Grinch. That's the movie, they kind of get to understand each other a little better. So, very classic Christmas narrative, holiday tale, but. I think it executed everything just so perfectly for me. Paul Giamatti. The more I watch of him, the more I think he is just genuinely a phenomenal actor. Whereas on the surface, the first movies people are introduced to Paul Giamatti might be like I'm trying to think of his most popular movies. Probably like The Hangover Part Two and Big Fat Liar. So not really movies where he's going to showcase all his acting ability. But I think he's just so great in this. Dominic S is great as well, and uh, and also Divine Joy Randolph. Yeah. Oh, she's also in Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Fun fact. But uh, she was great as well. She's the one who lost her son in Vietnam. They're kind of our three main leads here. And uh, yeah, this for me, this movie was a five star. I can't wait to rewatch it. I, I loved it immediately. Um, I, it's my favorite of the year right now. I moved it ahead of Oppenheimer just because it's just tough. Because to me, Oppenheimer is such a beast of like a technical marvel. But and I think Cam kind of agreed with this part because I know you rated it. You dropped it a little after rewatch. It's Like there's so much to love about Oppenheimer, but there's also just like parts of it where I wasn't fully in love with it. And I'm like, I just feel like there's enough of the movie that I just didn't love. Whereas the holdovers, I loved every minute of it. So I was like, you know what, Oppenheimer, I'm going to drop down a bit, but the holdovers above it, but I it a five star. I loved it. It's my favorite Christmas movie I've seen in a long time. Um, just warm and fuzzy. Can't, say enough good things about it and uh i'll kind of leave it there for just kind of my overall thoughts but um huge surprise too because i saw the trailer in theaters and i immediately was like this is not going to be something for me like it didn't didn't look interesting to me it looked kind of like campy and quirky which it kind of i don't know i was gonna say kind of is in some moments but i didn't even really think that honestly i feel like it was just like a true drama and i don't know the trailer just did not do it for me but i ended up loving it five out of five for me rare on the year um but cam yeah let me hear your thoughts on the holdovers
2: Yep. Nothing different. Loved it. Uh, I think it's fantastic. A little bummed I watched it without uh, like anyone in my family because I think this is just like an incredible,
1: great family movie.
2: Great family movie. Great holiday movie. Going to recommend it to my whole fam um, to like go see it. And I'm hoping it's on like digital or something by Christmas. I know that's a lot to ask and we want to keep movies in theaters for a long time. But for this one, I'd like it to be. Um, something we can watch like Christmas day or something. Cause I do think it's a, it's an incredible holiday movie. And you say like, it's kind of campy. I think like the holiday spirit is something you're allowed to be campy with. Cause like, it's just kind of like good, good vibes during the holidays. Um, if you, if you celebrate these holidays, great. If not, um, still off school and celebrate maybe other holidays, whatever you may be doing, or just, just good vibes around this time. And it's cold. And sometimes you need, um, you, you need those good vibes um, but that that's really all I can say about this movie is like you said it doesn't reinvent the wheel but it does everything amazing what it does um, one of my favorite Christmas movies or holiday movies that I've seen in a good while um, I absolutely love this thing I do think uh, it was a little long for like a I, th- I think I I think it was a little uh, drawn out at moments but not nothing horrible I gave it an 88 out of 100 a four and a half out of five I really really love this thing I think Elf still trumps it in my favorite holiday movies um, as well as my favorite being the year without a Santa Claus. Um, I think that, but like this like quickly jumped into like my top 10, like Christmas slash holiday movies, whatever you want to call it. Um, I fucking loved it. And and I didn't know that about Dominic Sassa. I think the dude should already be like nominated for an Oscar for this for best um, uh, uh, supporting actor. I think he was amazing um not not rdj levels of this year so i don't think he he'll win it at least in my opinion but i think he should at least be nominated and just being plucked from from drama school that's pretty damn cool um for him paul giamatti's great you know normally a comedic actor in this he's pretty funny but i i think he also does the emotional parts really well
1: and completely um, transforms like body acting too like he, his walk was consistent yeah, like was, his obviously like the, his eye like a limp eye like he like completely yeah. transformed himself like yeah. not just his character but physically like just a great acting performance all around
2: yeah um uh i don't know if there's really like anything to spoil like i i don't yeah, really, no, really, really feel the need to like get into spoilers by any means um I, i'd like to keep it broad because i don't think this is a movie a lot of people are seeing but i definitely mm-hmm. think this will become like a classic over time and i think the vibes of it were absolutely immaculate like you mm-hmm. said like a pure 1970s christmas movie and it and it hits on all fronts um i i really loved it i'm with you there
1: hmm yeah it was uh just so every like holiday christmas movie kind of has you know a low point a gut punch and then it kind of brings you back with the warm and fuzzy but this movie has multiple gut punches there's a lot of just like yeah, really it's, like, depressing for, like
2: 90 percent of the movie I yeah thought. like
1: it, it's it, it's like that's the only thing i made me hesitant to like bring riley like my family is just because like it's, there's something really depressing like just real shit people have to go through that happen in this movie um also i love the miller miller light Product placement in this, some just funny Miller callback. Life, <laughs> the champagne, the and beers. The champagne, the beers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, I he, get
2: Miller High Life now.
1: Yeah, that was, a, that was a funny moment. But uh, yeah. yeah, just a lot of gut punches in this movie. But yeah, Dominic Sessa. Like, I, I don't know how the Oscars works. I feel like it's always weird how like what's a supporting, what's a lead. Like, I don't really know. Paul Giamatti feels like a supporting, and Dominic Sessa's lead. But they also kind of both are leads. But I, I don't know how it would work. But I think they're they're both great. And if they get nominated for something, that'd be awesome. Um, But yeah, like I said, Divine Joy Randolph, she was great as well. And just again, her character is just like the definition of gut punch after gut punch, just like a lot of heartbreaking shit. And then Dominic Sessa's relationship with his his parents, really depressing. Um, Yeah, it's just... Just a lot of depressing moments in this movie, but it kind of like, and the thing is like, it ends on like a happy-ish note, but like also like when you
2: really break it's it really down. not even like that happy. Right. Because, like, like, it makes you feel happy.
1: Yeah. It makes you feel happy. But like in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, and it seems like he did because he never left campus. I'm like, I hope he has enough money, you know? Yeah. I think he's fine, but, but uh yeah, so. Again, I don't think it really does anything new for the Christmas narrative, but I just yeah. think it executes everything so well.
2: And I don't even think like we need to get into spoilers. I just yeah no. If you're, I was if gonna you're a it. fan of like holiday movies, like go see this thing. I mm-hmm. think you'll I think you'll love it. I was trying to look up like its budget. I couldn't find its budget, but it, it made about six million dollars or seven million dollars in opening weekend. And I I gotta assume it's not that much more expensive than
1: that. Like, right. Yeah. I live in like a small town suburb, and I had to go into the city to see this but now i know this weekend it's available in my small town theater so i think this weekend it's gotten a more wide release so i think we'll see the the box office go up a bit but yeah good christmas movie good vibes go check it out if you want a good movie it's my favorite of the year right now it's literally number yeah, one for me. it's awesome
2: it's it's uh it's my i think it's my sixth right now but like as time goes by i think it'll be number five um, mm-hmm. so it, it's damn good
1: yeah, it'll really be dependent on if this goes to streaming or gets released. But if this is released before Christmas, like there's not a doubt in my mind, I'm watching this again this year, like for sure, if it gets released on streaming. So, yeah, yeah, sure. um, I'll I'll give Seth a text because we are done with the holdovers. But uh,
2: I think it's just you on May December, sir.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna be real quick because I think we're gonna give a proper review when this comes yeah, out in uh, I think December first. So I think it's yeah December first. So in two weeks from now uh it'll be coming out on netflix i know george has already seen it uh, he gave it a four star he dropped it on to 3.5 um but and this is a funny thing about the podcast like i tweeted i'm like this is the first time i've gotten into a movie in a long time where i don't know the genre don't know what it's about or whatever but then once the movie got into it i was like oh i remember george talking about this but we like people don't realize we talk for hours on this podcast for weeks long like we've done 62 weeks yeah. talk for hours like so much stuff is just in one oh, ear God. out the other like like and we've seen it on this podcast you guys have heard it where, where like we talked about that on the pod and we're just some one of us will be like i don't remember that for life of me like we just go through so much content um but just gonna keep a real high level with what the synopsis is. um may december is about julianne moore and natalie Portman. So julianne moore is uh, in a relationship with uh people who watch riverdale charles melton i think he's a big river people are big riverdale fans are fan of him but uh julianne moore Gets in an affair with him when he's a seventh grader and she's like, thirty six. So huge Yo, age gap. What? Yeah. So that's I didn't know
2: that's what this was about.
1: Mm-hmm. And they stay together. So she goes to jail, obviously, but they stay together and they've been married now for twenty years. They have kids together. Um, so yeah, he's like, he's like thirty six at this point, but he has kids who are like eighteen years old and they've been living together, married for like twenty years, and that's kind of where the movie starts and they're making a movie about this because it was a huge like like this isn't a real story it's kind of like loosely based off stuff but um natalie portman is going to be an actress who plays julianne moore's character in a movie so she kind of goes to julianne moore's house to learn about her family learn about what she's like what makes her tick kind of like a real method acting daniel day lewis type thing like really wants to get inside the mind of this character and what her motivations is like what her mind's like so she can really kind of portray that character to the fullest um, true method acting style like just really wants to know everything about this woman so she could play her in a movie um, so that's kind of the the what the story is uh, Natalie Portman shows up to their house stays with them in town for a bit and just kind of uncovers this family because obviously it's an incredibly weird and grotesque situation she's like what's going on here like what's the actual the the background here and what unfolds is just like a real chess match between Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman where Natalie Portman is trying to figure her out the whole time but it's kind of a lot about what's, what's being revealed, what's being withheld. And it's kind of like, a, it's a drama slash black comedy slash kind of like psychological thriller. Um, but Julian Morton and Natalie Portman are great. Charles Melton though, I think should be nominated for best supporting actor. He's so good in this cause he is playing a 36 year old man who has like the mind of like a 16 year old boy. Cause obviously he was like very assaulted at a young age. So he's like you can tell it's like mental he didn't really mentally mature he's kind of always stuck kind of as a kid and uh yeah it's just wild because he's like freaking 36 in this movie but has like kids graduating high school or maybe no even younger like i think i can't even remember because i think he was like 14 when he had his first kids so it's like it's just really messed up Some really messed up movie dark grim but uh it's really good it's one of my favorites of the year i gave it a 4.5 I was blown away by it. I think this is like a phenomenal movie. I think Seth specifically, I think you would really, really like this one. It's coming out on Netflix on December 1st. I haven't seen any other Todd Haynes movies. Um, and looking at his, Oh wait, no, yeah, I have, he did Carol. So I have seen his movies. Um, but yeah, really good, really good movie. I'm excited for more people to see it. Uh, it's one that a lot of people are gonna be talking about when it drops on Netflix. Um, but it's one of those that got like super limited release, but my theater was like packed for it. There's a ton of people there. Um, Freaking, I picked my seat before anyone else did. Middle of the front row, classic. Or not like front row, but you know, like the front row, like the back section.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, freaking show up there because I, I timed it perfectly where like I had a one, one minute after Thanksgiving ended. This movie would start, like trailers included. So like I had to go right from that theater to the other theater because it was going to start. But two women selected the seat right next to me. Uh, so i was like okay whatever screw you guys like uh, the theater was pretty full but not sold out like, you don't have to pick the seat right next to me so I was like okay i'll sit over one gap like i'll leave a seat gap us hopefully no one picked the seat and then of course like after i got there two other people showed up and like had the seats right next to that like they 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 were smart they're like we're gonna leave a seat gap for this guy but since i removed that gap by moving over one there was no gap so i was just like claustrophobic like so annoyed by these people um but yeah, May December, really, really good. Um I know George dropped it to three point five, but this is one of the best of the year for me. Like this is top it's number four for me on the year right now. Um really good. Can't wait for you guys to all to see it. I think it'll be one that a lot of people will be talking about just by the nature of how messed up the story is. So yeah, that's all I gotta say for that. Am I might go into it tomorrow
0: actually, I think.
1: Oh, you, you got in a the theater
0: near you? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, in, it's in one of the local ones, I think. Yeah. Uh nice. So that kind of leaves it for the reviews i think mm-hmm. yep Unless, um, you-
1: and we didn't even touch on next goal wins because none of us had seen it but just so much has been yeah. coming out like
0: crazy come do you want to touch on invincibles at all invisibles good
2: episode i'm not gonna touch on it too much because there is a, like a big spoiler at the end of it um <laughs> but great episode and uh, i don't think either of you guys will ever watch it but um i might watch it maybe. yeah i mean it's a good show. sounds like a lot of people and are it, loving this season so
0: far so yeah, does, I, yeah i
2: turned it on i told Emma i was gonna watch a show um so i turned it on and she's like oh you enjoy your cartoon or whatever and then there's like a sex scene in it and she's like what the fuck's happening in your cartoon right now i'm like it's an adult cartoon it's for cool people um uh, but yeah so it, it was a very good episode
0: Nice lies. Nice. Yeah. So, I these reviews there. We've got like a few bits of news this week. I'll just run through them quickly. I'm sure you'll stop me if you want to. Uh, Hemsworth and Marvel in talks to make Thor 5. And I don't believe Play Tiger Play the hits. Tiger T. isn't attached, is he, to this one? He's not going to do it. Okay, good. Because the last one was shit. Uh Creed 4 is in the works as well with Michael B. Jordan set to direct again. Do we think this follows like his daughter, maybe now? and her kind of... yeah, it
2: makes no sense. The last one was like his his, it might be his, it's probably his daughter. I think here, but right? that's yeah. what I mean. Like side off that story. Saying, like, swan song.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh Duel 2, big win. Moved it by like 16 days March the first. We'll take what we can get at this point. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh Pedro Pascal, Castas Reed Richards. So I've seen like Different reports. I don't know if this is like officially official. I don't know if official, official.
2: It's like it's like people have said it's
0: official, but like yeah. But I don't, I don't know, think
2: he's yes. been. I don't think he's signed the deal, but I I don't think he's put pen to paper. Maybe he after, said yes, but he hasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, Close, but we've also we reported last time when it was Adam Driver, david did Smargo Rod. I think Ryan this and, is uh, closer than Adam Driver. Yeah, I but. think this is closer. Um, but people are. What, what are your
0: thoughts on this? I'm intrigued.
2: People are mad about this one, and I I understand it. I see like a bunch of people saying it's a safe choice. Um, uh, he's old for this role because I think he is forty-eight, maybe fifty. Is he that old? He's, yeah, 40. he's like forty-eight or something like that. Um, which uh, here's my thing: a safe choice doesn't mean bad. Like it just, I think, I think they do need a safe choice right now, so I understand it. Uh, but also, I don't think Pedro Pascal has ever delivered a ter- a terrible performance, so I don't see how like you're you're genuinely upset about this, even in Kingsman Two, which is not great. He's fine. He's a good, fun. I think he's whiskey in that one or something like that. Um, he's just the classic. Maybe man.
1: people don't like him in Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Oh yeah, I think, right. of. I, I think even that not really his fault. Best, yeah. yeah, I think he's probably
2: the best. Max Lord, uh, but I think he's got charisma and and people kind of just see him as this brooding guy because uh, you know The Last of Us right now, Mandalorian. But I think like as the Viper in the Ga- in Game of Thrones, very different from Reed Richards. Uh, I, I think the one thing he hasn't done is played a really smart person feel like Pedro Pascal doesn't play like very smart pe- people. I feel like you throw some glasses on him and he can, he can spew out nonsense about the multiverse. Like anyway, any anyone can. You think uh,
0: it's just the age then? That's the main issue. Yeah. I like, think people are yeah. going to be tied down for
2: a while. I mean, yeah, a lot of people, I mean,
1: like, if we're just gonna be honest, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but there's people out there that are upset about like the race too. Like if we're just going to be honest with people. Yeah.
2: That, that I don't even care. The, those yeah. people are idiots, but yeah. We I, don't I, talk about those people. Yeah, yeah. there's people that, that's, that's whatever. I mean, think. like Grace uh,
1: Randolph's like the one of the biggest people, and she's that's like her big thing that she went viral for. Is everyone's like, God, this girl's such an idiot she was very no, upset about even, the race. i didn't
2: even see that to be quite honest i yeah. don't know it's like reed richards does he have to be like white dude pedro pascal like plays a white dude in like half the bit yes <laughs> like, yeah who cares do you guys know, know what
1: happens that. in the last of us two part two game or? Do. yeah I I, do. don't you
0: dare ask me that question i've played that no, i know so but good. i know
1: george didn't but he's not on the pod but I, say, like, I, do. I, I tweeted and i'm not gonna I say know. anything oh, you, God, I'm, God. Not, I'm not saying anything but my tweet was very tongue-in-cheek and people are like he, what, what, and I'm like, guys, I played the game, it's a joke tweet,
2: yeah. Like, yeah,
1: but I, also, I, like, I Mandalorian, like, everyone's like, he's so busy with Mandalorian, too. And it's like, he's not gonna take out yeah, yeah, a yeah, helmet, yeah, yeah. like, he's, he's in just a for he's in a recording booth, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just I, not gonna, take his, the... I bet in the next season, he doesn't take his helmet off, like,
2: he didn't take his helmet off in the third season, yeah. Like, I think he's oh. probably just gonna, oh, okay. yeah. but even that, that's two days of shooting or something like that. Like, and it's also
1: Disney, he can probably just like, during his break shooting Fantastic Four, he'll just like go into Disney's recording booth and be like, all right, let me quickly read these lines off, yeah,
2: all they have to do is like flip over the the volumes, like <laughs> pictures in the background. That's all they're gonna yeah. do, is, like, and then just like change his suit. Like mm-hmm. he could wear the Fantastic Four suit under the Mandalorian <laughs> armor and just like take off the armor and mm-hmm. he's in the suit. Uh, I don't know. People are like mad. Like Adam Driver, yeah, probably would have been better. Um, I think. What do you know?
0: Because then, yeah, he's like forties as well. Yeah, I me, though. He's how old? Do to he's, do how Reed yeah, Richards? That's to be?
2: today. Adam Driver.
0: Oh, have, a have a How old, uh, how old uh, Reed Richards meant to be as a character? Well, Are you, you can do evil? a whole
2: lot of so you, you could do any age. Like he's supposed to be an older guy, but like if you want to do his origin, it'd be like thirty, thirty-five maybe. Um, okay. But then like he has kids, so a lot of like speculation is that he'll already have kids in this, um, and then they'll start setting that up. Um, which I don't know, and uh, we'll see what happens. But I think I think it'd be pretty hard to get pedro pascal to do a bad job in anything Um, yeah yeah. and i think he can do charisma he can do brooding angry guy um all he needs to do is throw some glasses on and he could probably do smart guy i'm sure he'll figure it out like it's not like they cast him and we're like uh we just gotta throw out a name like i'm i'm sure he can do a good job so i i do find it weird that like people are genuinely upset about this or like don't know how to react because i think it's 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 going to be impossible for him to do a bad job
1: but is, is anyone confirmed in the cast is, is Vanessa Kirby the only one who's nah, confirmed or is no one confirmed? I don't, even
2: think, she, she's I don't confirmed. think she's confirmed like, that's, yeah, it's all is, rumors she right now and even okay. this is like kind of a rumor technically but I, I think this is about these are like story. the closest rumors aren't they like the yeah or whatever. shout out Vanessa Kirby too that'd be cool I like her
0: mm-hmm. yeah Napoleon yeah. can we sue yeah mm-hmm. But when do you guys that's the, get napoli by the way they come out wednesday here wide release okay cool uh and also i saw people upset about this jimmy kimmel returning to host the oscars i don't care who cares who cares he's like Whatever.
2: he's like the easiest guy to pick that's yeah. a safe choice mm-hmm. right there yeah, safe i agree yeah who cares
0: uh moving off of news had quite a few trailers this week some big ones some not so big ones. anyone but you had like a, another trailer it's a not, lot of people as well a lot of people are saying, you know, that, uh, you kind of gave them promise for the film and they like the trailer. I still think it looks bad. <laughs> I, I think Sweeney, Sweeney, like, you know, whatever. But I think she clearly isn't the best actor. I'm going to say that. Yeah, I agree. She's However, really she was actually really good at Euphoria. Yeah. She actually was, like, good at Euphoria. And, well, we may as well link the two in one. Madame Webb also... Mm-hmm gave me you know a bit of purpose on that as well i don't know man. i think anyone but you and basically it's not so sort of film I, I love but i i just i think it looks shit. i, I really yeah. do
1: the new trailer was like a two minute long trailer and they played it twice for yeah. thanksgiving screening they played it like throughout like the actual trailers they played it and then like the movie itself started but then they played it again like back to back full two minute trailers i was like i guess we're just watching this twice but yeah i don't know like it it went from looking like a 0. 0.5 star to like maybe like a one star. Like, I don't know. Like, it's yeah, it doesn't look like it's gonna be great. I don't know, but
0: yeah, I'm not really that bothered about it. Well, I mean, Madame Webb, come when he goes to work, I'll let him. Yeah,
1: Madame Webb was doesn't look great, but I don't know. It looks like a, it, looks, we doing doing it looks like a fun film.
0: It looks like a fun film. It looks <laughs> so visually unappealing dakota johnson is a really weird cast for the role as well that's just i found that really strange honestly i'm pretty sure
2: madam webb in the comments also is like 80. like very old
0: <laughs> no no i don't mean the age-wise i just don't think she can play that sort of no role.
2: i'm just saying like cool. i i feel like every picture i've no, seen of madam that she's, she's old yeah like 80. yeah like i'll say i'll text you like the first picture that comes up when you search madam Webb. actually you can screen share in this can't we great no this is try. good this is good podcasting right now. Comics.
1: But yeah, Madam Web does not look good. But I have hopes that it can still be better than Morbius. Like I'm still not completely out on it. You know, maybe we can get a better I, Morbius. I
0: haven't seen Morbius, but isn't that quite low level though? Yeah. Like, very, very low bar.
1: Extremely yeah. low. But yeah. there's just nothing that really looked that exciting in Madam Web. What do you what are, are you showing
2: boring.
1: us? I'm a little blurry, but yeah,
0: I can like, see so yeah, like oh, yeah, a little old kind of that,
2: Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah. So so kind of like an older character like oh yeah like, oh shit yeah like <laughs> oh, i don't yeah. understand i guess this maybe i mean i guess
1: this is like her origin story i guess so yeah
2: maybe who knows but it's another one of those where it's just like is she
1: part of the sinister six or whatever
2: i don't know i don't think so i think i, I don't know anything about her, but to be quite honest i haven't done my research yet but it's one of those things where it's just another sony spider-man spin-off that no one's gonna care about and and this time they're going to blame it all being like a women cast, even though like Morbius sucked, Venom 2 sucks, Venom 1's fine ish. At
1: least the movie got made. Like El Muerto just got canceled. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> at least this one's getting made. That movie was never getting made. Yeah. Let's be honest. But yeah, this movie um, will
1: yeah. make $2 at the box office and yeah, be a flop, and Gnome will like it.
2: Unless, yeah, if some oh, Craven's not gonna make any money because that thing looks like shit. Like mm-hmm. they just they can't hit, man. And then their animation group is like the best ever, apparently, but mm-hmm. everyone else sucks. Yeah, and then this the Amazon Spider comment like that got me yeah. on Twitter is just so bad. It's so. Funny. Mm-hmm. But like, that's all I got. Shout out Cindy Sweeney, love her. Yeah,
0: uh, we also had a trailer. I, I, I put this quite low down, but I do want to touch on this uh, Garfield. They so, need to start hiring yeah, voice great. actors, man. Chris Pratt just goes in there real and great, speaks great. in his normal voice yeah. and it's like yeah. that's it. It's just it's just yeah. his normal voice. Yeah. Mario, at least he attempted something, you know, there's a bit of an action change or whatever. But he
1: barely uh, changed it though. Mario he barely, he did a
0: little bit. He did a bit. In this, it's just his voice. There's no he just spoke into a went to a booth, probably did it all in a day, spoke in his normal voice. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know, like compared to like Bill Murray's one, I just think it looks so boring. I mean. No magist stinks. No, it doesn't. The first one. I
2: think the first one Yeah, the tale of two kids okay, well, also is bad. At
0: least Bill Murray actually tried to voice out to try to do things with it. He did. He did. <laughs> he did. He did. He put some effort in.
1: But yeah, Garfield did not look great. This new one did not look great at all.
2: No. Uh
0: we also had a trailer for a teaser for Ted prequel series. I will not be This seems like something Cam would love. Oh. Do you know what I mean? I feel like
2: what? really no.
0: I thought this was your sort of humor all over.
2: I, I didn't watch it, but I won't watch the show either. So I
1: thought the trailer was kind of funny, like the joke that they there made. Was a
2: pretty to... funny, there was a very funny streaming joke. Yeah,
1: which is funny because it's like Peacock is a streaming service, and they're just making jokes at their own expense. So it's nice for them to be able to poke poke fun at themselves. That was
0: quite funny. Yeah, that was quite funny. Uh, but yeah, don't care about this. Is Mark uh, is Mark, Mark
1: Wahlberg going to be in it? Or...
2: No, I don't think, I don't so. think so. Speaking uh, of.
1: Honestly, that makes me more excited than if he was in it. Gonna be I saw a
2: trailer for a Mark Wahlberg movie before uh... – uh before the hunger games Look, i like it it's about a dog so i'm in i'm all in i didn't know this was like coming out but i saw Not it before here, the, yeah uh I it's like it. mark Wahlberg's like a some sort of athlete where they do like three weeks of running biking climbing all, one of those extreme athlete people and they find a dog along the way and it's apparently based on a true story i'm all in for any dog movie
1: <laughs> as long as it survives i don't know because yeah, they always
0: I, die yeah I always uh, die, yeah, right? yeah that's
2: fair it's probably gonna make me cry
0: uh did you guys watch the, tra- the new trailer for rebel moon it's like sliders real moon did you watch yeah, it? Yeah. it
2: looks cool looks good
0: looks really it looks cool yeah, yeah it looks cool i really excited for it when does it drop december i think on I think christmas day before,
2: or... i think it's is christmas it... day i thought it was... i thought it was before christmas but yeah. it might be around it's around there it's like december 20 weird. sneaking
1: 20. up on us real quick
2: yeah, really yeah. uh
0: we also got a trailer for tyler i know you touched on this yesterday imaginary which is the new Blumhouse. Horror, whatever. What is, I That's know. what
2: you were talking about. No, I was
1: talking about a different Blumhouse. But yeah, there's also oh, the the uh, Night Swim, the Night Marco the, the, Polo horror.
0: trailer. Yeah, we see the trailer for Imaginary as well.
1: I did not actually.
2: I watched it. It, it looks fine. I I
0: don't even, I,
1: Is it? I'm does it look good. like a decent movie, or does it look like Blumhouse schlock? Uh,
0: it looks. Like uh, tra- I don't know. It doesn't look great. I. I it just is another film I don't really care about. Uh, I think it's. It's directed by the guy who did Kick-Ass 2. I haven't seen that, but he also did Never Back Down and uh, Fancy Island on Netflix. I like know if you guys have seen that. It's one of the worst films I've ever seen. Come, you have seen Fancy Island.
2: Yeah, Fantasy Island. It, Real yeah, game. we did that. So, uh, Real yeah. dead. It's like out bad. It's like an amount of 100 for me or something how, like that. How, Yes. Were, how much do you
0: 100.
1: guys think producers matter on a film, like as opposed to directors?
0: Well, they collect everyone together. I like, well,
1: I I just mean, like, because, like, the Night Swim. I, I think Night Swim looks awful, the Marco Polo movie. And I was, like, I texted in the group chat, I'm like, I'm upset to see Carrie Condon in this because, like, her first big role after Banshees is going to be, like, a cheesy, stupid horror. But yeah. the fact that the trailers, like, made a big, like, big text, like, from James Wan, the legendary mind behind these, I'm like, he produced it. Like, it's directed by Bryce McGuire, like, someone no one's ever heard of. Like, I feel like using just, like, oh, like, produced by James Wan, like, I bet he just funded it. Like, I doubt James Wan was really cooking this movie up together compared to like what the no, I don't think
2: so, creative right? say but i don't think they're like i think when a so if it's based on a true story and it's produced by that person i think that's good but like this situation yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know yeah, yeah i agree but i not
0: really bothered by that uh we also got a trailer for uh what if which I think is a marvel show I, I saw people being quite positive yeah, about this looks good i thought the trailer looks was good.
1: really good honestly and i'm yeah. not obviously like i didn't really care for the first season but i still watch it i was like okay, okay. cooking
2: the first season is my second lowest rated mcu property like, george, I mean, loves george loves it george
0: loves oh is it george loves i thought it was you i don't know. george loves
2: it. What if. um uh, the only the only thing i care about in what if is that it's chadwick's last performance in that and oh so
1: it is actually him that was voice i was wondering that in when the first, first season yes
2: yeah, so in the first season oh not in the first okay that's what yeah, i thought yeah. this one um, so that's sad but this looks good looks like they're mm-hmm. cooking um but yeah i didn't care for the first season Fair, fair. But also, it came like what was it a day after or two hours after or something? It's one of those. It was like, that was like, back, yeah, when MCU yeah, right was a few with uh, um, Madam Web. No, I'm saying the trailer. Came oh, the trailer, right yeah, Madam Web. Um, so anything looked good from Marvel,
1: I, I honestly don't know if that wasn't intentional either. Like, I feel like they were planning on releasing a trailer and they saw how bad that was because, like, it's Sony, but at the end of the day, still is Marvel from Madam Web. They're like, quick, put this up, put this up, put this out this, out. this trailer's cooking, like, give them something.
2: Yeah, yeah
0: I, I agree we also finally got a teaser for terrify three
1: is that coming out this year
0: no no it's like it's next year I think. okay but it's like
1: christmas mm-hmm. themed isn't it like or, it's or yeah, make- yeah it's a yeah, Christmas okay. film
0: yeah there's so it be like- yeah. been a controversy because like kids die in this one but like i don't know kids have died in a lot of films who cares uh but i don't care about the terrified films to be honest i don't think watched i'm assuming it. you guys haven't seen a terrified film
1: no but i want to get on
0: either
1: is it just like a slasher to the extreme like gore wise
0: yeah but to the like to the really extreme like tyler for example you know the when we speak about thanksgiving the gore and stuff mm-hmm. imagine that by like 10 times
1: okay which already just, thanksgiving is like 10 times scream so we're talking 100 times scream. oh well, you know
0: we're talking like the levels that you can't even imagine it's very strange some of the stuff but yeah that kind of leaves the episode there because we covered did we cover what we were watching yep. yeah yeah yep. We're I got
1: uh, so. got executive producers pulled up unless there's any other thing you want to touch on. I was going to
0: mention, so obviously the real quick review coming out on Friday will be The Conjuring, which is Tyler's first watch. So look forward to that. And we're also going to be doing a draft which will come out on Thursday, Tyler.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think which is going to be a best director draft, which I'm surprised we've never done it, which a Patreon suggested one. Tyler, if you want to mention the executive producer, if you've got them in front of you.
1: Yep. All right. Shout out to our executive producers, which by the way, I've been thinking like, I, I, I want to get down to like, I want to do another like movie watch along or hangout, which we already do for Patreon, But I, I'm going to like, just jump into discord and just like do one next week. Like, you know, I, post-thanksgiving or something like do one just because like i don't know been, been a while since i've chatted with all, all the patrons like in a in like a video format so i'm going to try and do that this this upcoming week but shout out to seven mod jeffy aj quigley al bode alexander biscardi alexander kephart ben Leggy, benjamin vetch brahm vitz cody whitney Con- connor Conniton, dakota buckner dean codimanidis dylan ship ferdinando four hamish edwards I- uh, isaiah anthony via James Magos, Jimmy O'Connor, John Anderson, Jordan Gag, Josh Hines, Casper Lundberg, Luke Deerhog, Mack Wells, Marcellus, Matthew Bradley, M. Bates, Remy Walker, Roka 1.0, Russell Hone, Robert Leo Gislason, Sams43, Sean Morales, Stefan Johnson, Tad and Bougie, Will Kim, Eunice BBX, and Zach Graves. Shout out to all of you. Um, But yeah, that does it for executive producers.
0: Yep, that was it for this episode as well. Thank you all for listening. Again, check out the Patreon, look at the benefits. We'll be seeing you on Thursday, Friday, the College Review and also the Best Director's Draft. Thank you all for listening and we'll speak to you soon. Peace.